0: welcome back to the Loggy lock sports betting podcast it's your boy hey what's up guys how we doing Today is, let me check the date. It is Saturday, the 19th of October, 2019. Hope everybody had a good Friday night, because the feeling's right. And a pimp, and a pimp, and So I reached for my 40, got my Anyway, fucking 4 0 yesterday on the podcast picks, boys. So if you tailed, You're welcome. I'm looking forward to the tips tomorrow in my Cash App. To the three guys that did send, uh... I gotta shout out my man Ralph. My man Ralph is a great loyal listener of the show. He has sent, I can't even count how many donations or tips so far to my Cash App. My man on Friday, no, yeah, Friday afternoon or evening, my man sent me a nice little tip, uh pre-game. So he just sent me a tip out of the kindness of his heart uh, for basically giving him the picks. I'm so happy they turned out to be 4-0 winners. So thank you, Ralph. Uh, You're one of my favorite loyal listeners. I've got maybe 25, 30 of you guys that I really, really love and enjoy talking to and really appreciate. Um, And don't get it twisted, like 14 or 15 of those guys have never sent a dime. So it's not about the money. It's just about Being a loyal listener, sending me and giving me some feedback, positive and negative, Um, and just uh, being an all-around pretty cool fucking person. Um, Helping the listener numbers obviously by listening every day, Um, DMing me, and just saying thank you, man. That shit goes a long way. That thank you, or like even a retweet or whatever. I mean, all that shit goes a long way. Uh, Even if it doesn't go a long way. Uh, to gain new listeners or promote the podcast or help financially. Um, It helps me. It keeps me going. I love doing this podcast really more than almost anything else in this world right now, uh, except probably stand-up comedy. I fucking, I love doing that a little bit more. But, you know, something I like about uh, podcasting is, a couple things I like about podcasting are, A, uh, number one, I can do it whenever I want. So whenever I have a fucking, you know, some free time or I feel like talking or feel creative or whatever, you know, I can do a new episode. And I think that's fucking cool, man. I think that's really fucking cool. Uh, podcasting is a great, great idea. Whoever came up with it, Apple basically. Um, and it's funny if you look at the history of podcasts and it actually, it almost went away. Uh, you know, there was, you know, podcasts came out literally on the first or second iPhone generation. And uh, what happened was If you guys give a shit About the history of podcasting Was uh, Fucking You know There were guys You know A couple of the first Okay one of the first big ones Probably the first biggest podcast Was Adam Kroll Right You guys gotta realize That was Fucking 10, 12 years ago now When he started But there were podcasts That started Seven and a half Eight years Before he ever Fucking did an episode Of his podcast Um, And those guys Those were mostly like First of all, they got like five listeners each. No, they got more than that, but they were basically like super, super geeky uh, about tech and shit like that, you know, like uh, tech podcasts about like, there's actually one of them. They're still around. Uh, It's the most popular tech podcast. But anyway, long story short, uh, the reason podcasts stayed around because they were about to get squashed because not enough people were using it. Nobody was listening to those tech podcasts or whatever else they had on there. Um, but then Adam Carolla, basically what happened was, um, his, uh, radio station, I believe in LA, if I'm not mistaken, went from, you know, a cool radio station to an all Spanish radio station. So he got fired, essentially lost his job, but in the contract, it says, we'll still pay you throughout the five years of the contract. Even though only two years have gone by, but you can't do any other radio at all. Nothing. No guest spots, none of your own new shows, nothing. So, you know, Adam Kohler goes, okay, great. Let me think of a new, what can I do? Somebody says, hey, why don't you do a podcast? Podcast is stupid, whatever. Then he learned a little bit about it, and uh, he started his podcast. And what happened was he told all his listeners to come on over. It's free. And they all did. So he was the first big podcast. Uh, Then came some other semi-big ones. Mark Maron, uh, fucking uh, Serial is pretty old. They started under a uh, different name. And, uh, of course, then Joe Rogan came along. And Joe Rogan is the biggest podcast in the world. I believe total, he's got like 750, 800 million listens total. All time. That's fucking insane. And at this point, he's getting anywhere between 2.5 and 10 million listens per episode. And he does it three to four times a week. Sometimes five. He's got four advertisers on every single episode. This guy is making a minimum, a minimum of one million dollars just in the ad revenue. Forget about YouTube ad revenue where he's got fucking like, you know, a couple million views for every episode. You guys realize YouTubers and influencers and these people, they make a lot of fucking money. If you don't realize it, do a little research, man. It's fucking insane the money these people are making, man. And I'm not exaggerating. I mean, for fuck's sake, man. You know, there's a, a podcast I really love. Well, I used to really love it. It's kind of gone downhill recently. Uh, but it's still a fun listen. It's called The Fighter and the Kid. Um, and it's Brian Cowan. He's a comedian and actor. I've been following since like mid-90s, you know. You know, B-list, C-list, celebrity. No big deal. Uh, but he's good. He's a good comedian, funny. Uh, nice guy when I met him. So i always been a fan. Uh, he paired up with uh, his podcast was doing shit. He paired up with Brendan Shaw. He was a UFC fighter when they started. He no longer is. Now he's a comedian. And just on the podcast, you guys. I mean, I think that's why the podcast has gone down so much, in my opinion. Uh, Because at this point, they're on episode 501, I believe. Or 500, whatever. Somewhere in that area. And I truly believe they only still do it. A, to get the ad money. B, it's super easy and a lot of money. And to sell their t-shirts. You know? When you're selling fucking... You know, five thousand, ten thousand, thirty-dollar T-shirts that cost you seven, eight bucks each. You know, it's a lot of money, man, and you can't really give that shit up. I mean, you can, but you're fucking stupid. So I feel like they don't even enjoy the pod- doing the podcast much anymore. That particular one, anyway. And they make so much money that the guy Brendan Shop, who I can't even hate on anymore. I used to hate on him. Like, dude, dude's been doing fucking stand-up comedy for like a year and a half now. And he's got a Showtime special. He sells out all over the country. But he's smart, man. Not only that, <clears throat> from that particular podcast, but Brendan, who's the business guy. Brian Callen doesn't really give a fuck about money. But Brendan, he's got a Ferrari, all that shit. Uh, Brendan Schaub, he goes, wow, if one podcast can make this much money, how much can two podcasts make? So he started another one. He, and he was smart about it, you guys. I'm going to talk about this before, but he was so smart about it. What he did was, uh, he did the first 15 or 20 uh, episodes of what was called the Big Brown Breakdown. And he released it as a new podcast, new title, new artwork on the uh, the Fighter and the Kid platform. So what essentially he did was, got, you know, the, uh, the Fighter and the Kid listeners, a huge audience, huge, millions, to, you know, start listening to it. And I'm sure... I went over, I listened to it, I don't listen to it anymore because it sucks. It, it started out as the MA, MMA podcast, you know, UFC, Miss Martial Arts. It's It transforms kind of into a fucking, into a fucking kind of, uh, like a lifestyle show, which is kind of lame, but, uh, it's not that lame because now it's called, what's it called now? Below the Belt. And not only that, it's a fucking TV show and shows. T- so what he does now is like he has these big fighters on, boxers mixed martial arts fighters, and they go around, like, eating food trucks and shit like that, it's really fucking stupid. But, you know, between the money and show- Showtime must be paying, they had to give him fucking 500000 at least, at a bare minimum, probably more. You know, couple that with the four ads on that podcast, you know, couple that with fucking very low overhead, I mean, this guy's balling. So then, he goes, wait a minute, if two can make me fucking 750,000 a week how about three you know what I'm saying so what did he do he did the same thing but better so he came out with a podcast called King and the Sting with a comedian named Theo Vaughn who if you watch his Netflix special on uh, Netflix obviously I forget the name of it but it's Theo Vaughn uh you got to see the reviews absolutely one star reviews terrible terrible special but this podcast made him blow up, right? So Brendan Chubb and him started this podcast. It's just them talking shit about each other, essentially. Listen to an episode. It's pretty, it's funny some of the time, but it's pretty corny. And you could really see how he's not funny, how he's not a good comedian. Because Theo Vaughn, basically, they do they stuff shots at. They've, like, roast each other. And fucking Theo Vaughn is hilarious. And then Brendan tries to, like, one up him, man. It just doesn't work. It's not funny. Anyway, what he did was, not only did he release it on the Fighter and the Kid, but he also released it on the Big Ground Breakdown audience, as well as the Oban other podcast. Now you got three audiences going into one. I mean, you guys, guys you guys are making money. I'm not even going to lie. The money aspect of it is part of the reason that I started podcasting. Knowing full well that you're not going to make that kind of money podcasting. Um, And if you do, it's going to take five, ten years at least. And if it goes any shorter than that, that means you've got some help. You have Joe Rogan on there. Uh, Joe Rogan has you on his podcast. Because every single person that's been on Joe Rogan's podcast, A, their podcast now makes fucking enough money to live off of. And B, most of them are comedians. Uh, and they fucking uh, sell out all over the country now. They go from working for 20, 25 years, barely selling 100 tickets a weekend, to fucking selling out 250 tickets five times in a weekend. And that's 35 dollars cash $50,000 cash at the end of the night for one weekend. It's fucking incredible, you guys. Not to mention their podcast gets mad listeners. Not to mention guys like uh, Elon Musk has been on the show. What did he do? He smoked weed on the Rogan podcast, got in trouble for it, and then his stopped, plummeted, and then shot the fuck up. Huge time. So anybody he has on this podcast, there's a guy, uh, what he does is what's called free soloing. It's free soloing climbing. It's climbing up mountains and shit and rock formations With no safety, anything. You just do it, Right? Uh it's got yo, their fucking Netflix uh movie called Free Solo. Uh, I don't think it is Netflix actually. It might have been in theaters. Anyway, whatever. Uh it did terrible, terrible reviews, terrible, everything. Fucking he went on Rogan's podcast. It's now the number one documentary uh on every streaming series. I believe it is on Netflix. So anyway, point being, I love doing this podcast. But the goal at the end of the day is to first of all, I have uh, four to six new podcast ideas. So I'm trying to build the audience first and then you know do what they did and basically drop the new ones, 15-20 episodes, um, on this platform. So I have a built-in audience as we go. You know what I'm saying? Um, not trying to use you guys or anything, but at the same time we could all eat together, baby. You know, I asked a lot of you guys to come on the podcast, a lot of you loyal listeners, come on the show. You never know, man. I gotta tell you, my first guest, my first and only guest is coming back on. His name is Matt. You heard him. You loved him at Jersey Way Vetting. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Uh, I really like this kid, young kid. Uh, and you know, shit can happen, man. How, how about what happens if, uh, you know, we really vibe, we really click, uh, we start a new podcast, and we start making hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, every couple of months? And you never know. And you could be that next person. So if I ask you to be a guest, first of all, feel honored. I don't ask a lot of people anymore. I used to uh, due to the fact that people flake and are not good. Um, So if I ask you, be honored, first of all. And I would take the opportunity. Yeah, this podcast doesn't get a ton of listeners. But for a sports betting podcast, uh, yeah, it's up there. And it's only going to keep growing. So thanks to you guys, it's going to keep growing. And I love you guys all for listening. If you listen every day to every episode, I fucking thank you from the bottom of my heart. The only thing you can do more than that is either fu- or financially contribute, uh, be a fucking full-time co-host, uh, promote or market the podcast, um, or the only really thing better you can do than fucking listen every day is go on and listen to the show at least 30 seconds worth on every single platform, Apple Podcasts, Google but everywhere. So this way, I get 10 listens for you. If you all did that, oh man, and the fucking companies don't care. Uh, You know, I do it. I listen to every episode 10 times, 30 seconds on each platform. I don't give a shit. Give me those fucking, you know, I get like, I'm not gonna lie, it's not a lot. I get like eight cents per, uh, oh no, six cents per listen when I have four, uh, two, when I have two advertisers, I I get six cents about um, per listen. So fuck it, I'll take that extra two cents, right? Anyway, guys, I love you. Thanks for listening. As always, let's get right to the fix. Let's eat Saturday, baby.
1: Okay, just real quick, guys. Um, If there's any confusion, I'm sure I said it throughout some part of this podcast, but if you don't listen, there is a Locky Lock pick of the day available for both Saturday and Sunday. They're both super strong, okay? I don't like doing this. It's going to be $25 for each of the Locky Lock sports betting, uh, uh, Locky Lock picks of the day if you'd like them. Okay, you can send that through Cash App, send me a DM, we'll talk about it. A hundred dollar or more donation gets you a uh, free forever Lagala Picks of the Day. There's 70 and 11 since July 3rd. Um, if you want to get together with maybe four to eight other guys, and maybe you can do twenty five bucks each or fifty bucks each to get up to two hundred, that's all I need for the next payment. Uh, in two months, and uh, I will then release the lock and lock picks for free to everybody if that's okay with those donators. And if it's not okay with those donators, I will gu- I will give them uh Saturday and Sundays lock and lock pick of the day for free and everyone going forward for free for life. Um, I hate doing this, guys. I do. I want to give everything for free. Uh, the other deal I'm going to offer is if you want Saturday and Sunday's Lock-A-Lock Pick of the Day both, then you pay for them both at once. Uh, it was $40. I'm going to drop it down to 35 if you want both of them, send $35 to my Cash App, and they're yours. Don't forget, they're double guaranteed. If they lose, you get two for free. If they both lose, you get four decks, ones for free. Um, and, um, yeah, I hate doing this, but it's necessary uh, it can all be free, baby I'm trying Uh, yesterday we went four and know three of those could have been Locky Lock picks of the day But I didn't want to charge anybody anything For anybody, for anything Cause, listen man, I enjoy doing this for free But at the same time This podcast costs money to make every single day So, I love you guys I hope you're not mad at me over that Um, I will take care of you If you do donate to the show You'll get a free t-shirt And anytime I get any kind of new merchandise Stickers, Uh, whatever um, I got some cool things coming in. It's all coming to any kind of tippers or donators for sure. You have my word. Ask some previous guys that donated 100 or $25 or whatever, and they'll tell you the truth. They'll tell you what's up. So, yeah, I apologize for that, but there was a lock-a-lock pick of the day that did I did not mention here on the Saturday podcast. Also, a there is a Locky Lock pick of the day already for Sunday. It's an NFL pick, a side pick, um, as well as I'm going to give you an extra Sunday Locky Lock pick of the day. I'm going to give you the side for that game and the total uh, over-under for that game as well. So you're going to get three for the price of... or if you want to give 25 and you're not sure about sunday you want to get sundays as well for 25 Unfortunately, I can't just take 15 and make it 35. It's gonna cost you the full 50 Um, If you give the full 50 just on saturday um, I will give you saturday sunday and then the next locky lock pick as well So, you know basically buy two get three free get take the discount for 35 get both of them um, give a hundred or do- uh, more donation at once. I will give you the lot picks for free forever, as well as a bunch of other inside information. Okay, this podcast is way too long. I just want to make it, be clear on that. Uh, don't get mad at me for this, guys. I don't enjoy doing it, but it is worth it. These picks are solid picks. They're fucking seventy and eleven since July third. So seventy wins, eleven losses. If you took those every single time for a hundred bucks, uh, essentially, more or less, you would be seven thousand. Minus fucking What is that 1,100 Or is that 70,000 No 100 Dude 7,000 Relax John 7,000 Minus 1,100 Or so Or let's call it 1,200 Because the vigs uh, You would be up 7,000 Minus uh, 2,200 1,200 Would be 5,800 I believe So Yeah It's worth it So Anyway I love you guys. I hope you guys are not mad at me for the lock of lock pick uh, charging, but this is a new thing and I don't have a choice. Okay? Love you guys. Uh, DM me. Talk to me. Hit me up. Let's get this done with, boys. I love you guys to death. Keep listening. This is a long one, but it's fun. And here come the picks right now. Let's go, boys. Enjoy. Alright, I got cut off there somehow There's nothing worse than recording and recording and recording And to look down about a minute later And to see that it stopped recording for whatever reason That happens here and there It happens to every podcaster Sorry So anyway, I believe that was all the NHL picks Uh, I don't give a fuck if they weren't If I miss one here or there, no big deal Um, So here we go Oh, that's what I was was talking about, the Yankee game Yankees vs. Houston Okay, here's my thoughts so the Yankees did what they needed to do today. They, uh, Houston got up 1-0 early, top of the first. The Yankees put up 4 in the bottom of the first. Didn't look back, 4-1, to one, end of game. Stayed under like I thought it was going to do, and great. Okay, so now... I think we win this one. I think we win game six. Uh, We're not facing Garrett Cole. And uh, who's pitching tomorrow for Houston? Don't care, guys. Don't care. You know why? This is the second time in three or four or five days max. Probably four, right? Whatever. Whatever. That uh, this lineup is facing this guy again. This is what happened with Verlander. New York Yankees lineup is true. they chew- They're fucking savages in this box, says Aaron Boone. So you see a pitcher that close in in a time frame. Uh, it's, a, it's a it's a huge advantage. Okay, so I do think the Yankees are gonna pull this next game off to pull it to three to three. Then game seven in Houston, baby. Listen, man, <laughs> I gotta admit. The way the Yankees played the game before this, when they lost, uh, I was fucking like really disappointed in the way they played. Errors, fucking errors. They weren't in the game in their head, you know. Uh, they lost eight to three. That's cool. I don't see the. I, I don't see them losing this next game at all. And then Game Seven in Houston It is gonna be tough, tough, tough to beat the top one of a top three pitchers in this league in garrett cole he's been lice the fuck out however once again in our favor we just saw him the other thing is houston coming off a loss they are not great coming off those they lo- they have a lot of two three game losing streaks, and then rip off like 10 12 in a row so uh i love the yankees here in houston t- uh tonight this saturday they're playing saturday night yep uh four games in a row that's right they play sunday as well my only worry is Garrett Cole on Sunday But I gotta be honest with you guys This is the Yankees Okay Like I told you last podcast I have seen them do Way more crazy Nearly impossible Some shit never been done before ever The Yankees are gonna get this done If the Yankees The Yankees are gonna go game 7 100% 100% right now That's my thoughts Once they get to game 7 Listen man It's the fucking New York Yankees man And let me tell you this too if they do wind up beating Houston this three games in a row, and they make it to the series, I fucking would put my life, my life, my fucking life, and my entire bank account that if they get to Game Seven, they will get to Cole. That Cole will be out by inning three, three point one max four. Garrett Cole will be out. He'll give out at least he'll give up at least two to six runs early. All right, I'm telling you that right the fuck now. I think the A's are going to World Series after watching them play tonight. Uh, they could have done two things here. They could have completely just packed it in and said, fuck it. Or have some fucking pride. Get pumped up by that Aaron Boone speech last night. And I think the Yankees are going to get to the World Series. If the Yankees do get to the World Series, I do not see Washington beating them in a seven-game series. Not happening. they make it to the World Series against Washington, I say Yankees 4-1 to one or 4-2. to two. Yankees in 5 or 6. I'm not going to talk about this game anymore because I can't. I can't. I'm fucking getting nervous. My ex-girlfriend hits me up. I've been broken up with her for about four years. Now we still talk. We're still friendly. She hits me up. She says, listen, I know you love baseball. I'm a Houston fan. She's from Houston originally. I'm a Houston fan. You're a Yankee fan. Listen, if you're fucking Yankees, push this bullshit to a game seven, okay? A, my family are season ticket holders, so I can get a playoff ticket that way. But first, I'm going to try to get it through... uh, I'm going to go if i don't know how they're doing it i think you could get online at 10 a.m or some shit like that and uh they give out like they give you like a number and you can't buy more than two to four tickets at a time or two tickets uh maximum of four times so maximum of eight tickets good luck in getting eight tickets she said if i can get those two tickets not only will i buy the tickets for you regardless of the cost as long as they're not over eight hundred fifty dollars each I'll get them for you. We'll get the best seats we can. I'll pay for the flight down there and I'll play for, pay for a hotel. Now this is my next question to her and I'm going to get right back to the pics. So I talked way too much on this podcast. My next question was, listen, our relationship, our sexual and, and love relationship is completely over. Um, you just broke up with your, your next boyfriend after me. Uh, that scene. I thought you guys were going to get married uh, and I have not had a girlfriend since you. Uh, But I had to throw this in just just to fucking, you know, dig the knife into her a little bit, you know But I've been doing my thing. I've been with like six or eight or ten chicks out here She's like, I don't want to hear it. I don't care. I know. I don't care. I know how you are. I don't care I'm like bitch. I know who you are. You're one of the horniest girls i ever met in my life. You're a freak There's no way you haven't either I mean, I know you banged that, that boyfriend of yours, but I also think before him you probably banged two or three guys and probably after him another guy or two so she's not a slut she just loves sex uh but i don't care i don't give a fuck if she does this for me what she get is she's not fucking not not a girl of a word she's gonna keep her word um my next question was uh are we gonna stay in the same hotel room she goes yeah dude i know you so long you know me so long i love you so much as a friend still to this day sleep in the same bed listen if you wanna fuck me, we could fuck. Listen, I miss you. I love you. Our relationship will never go further than a friendly fuck here and there. But yes, the invitation is open for you. I can't tell you how much I wanna fuck this girl. She's the best long term girlfriend sexually I ever had in my life. It was the best part of our relationship. And, um, fucking if this happens so now i'm like really rooting for game seven really hardcore because i would love dude i haven't banged this girl in like five and a half six years you know when like (laughs) all right i'm gonna get right past and get right back into the next picks you know when like you have a long-term girlfriend right and you guys just you just vibe you know how you you know how to fuck her the best you know what you like all that shit right dude if i can fuck her for like a week a couple days or a weekend oh man i'm gonna come back a new person anyway she's so sexy guys she's puerto rican uh and but light skin like light like porcelain skin big juicy lips dark black hair with like a red dyed streak in it light eyes fucking, oh skinny i love skinny girls it's like 105 pounds fucking five for four and just okay anyway i'm looking forward to this so go yankees please just get this next game give a fuck if you lose game seven at this point the night i'm gonna have okay moving on so i already gave you the nhl picks um let's move on to the nfl uh why would i do that john that's on sunday you idiot okay college football got a lot of good ones here for you boys a lot of good ones first one is going to be florida at south carolina florida number nine in the country at an eight and one record uh eight and one six and one uh south carolina three and three uh i'm making this decision on a few things uh uh the total ranking for us was uh 60 uh 64 out of 100 not very high. Still a solid pick. Anything over forty-eight or fifty is a solid fucking pick. I'm telling you guys. Especially if uh, you gotta realize how strict we are. We don't like give uh, when we have our personal picks. The four of us. We most of us hate going above three, four, unless they really deserve it. One of our guys gave eight. One gave six. One gave seven. Uh, and I gave seven as well. I believe. So uh, the South Carolina uh, played amazing uh last week at georgia correct uh also a small little fact here uh, jo- uh, sis- uh wow south carolina has covered the last four of the five games there were dogs in one two three f- three of them and favorites in three and two so just real quick georgia they were plus 21 dogs they lost by three uh against kentucky they were minus three and a half favorites uh, they won 24 to 7 that's a win by the way uh last three have went under as well as for florida uh two out of the last three went under and uh three out of the last four went under okay uh so i like the under here as well uh, and then we got uh, the only loss against the spread for Florida was plus nine and a half playing. What is that? Looks like Missouri. Uh, 34 to 14 loss. And then they played Alabama as plus 26.5 dogs. They won that. They lost 47 to 23. Listen. Look at the competition. Georgia, Alabama. Two of the best teams in the, in the college game right now. Correct? Correct. Uh, they covered both of those. Okay. Then you got... And they're starting to reflect the spread to that. So I have an idea with the spread too. Uh, Kentucky, they won 24-7. I told you already. And then the last, the, the first or fifth game, 9-7. So yeah, the fifth game. Uh, they were fucking minus 36% favorites. Uh, I don't know what team they played. I don't, I can't fucking. Uh, here, let me check, man. I can't I can't be like, I don't know what fucking team logo that is. I feel like a fucking idiot. I'm supposed to be an expert. Uh, CSU. Yeah, CSU minus 36 favorites, and they won by fucking a million. So, yeah. I like South Carolina here, guys. As far as uh, Florida, their last game, they were plus 14 dogs. They pushed. They lost to LSU, uh, 42-28. LSU looks great. Then at Auburn, arguably another very good game. Uh, was surprised. Is that Auburn? That can't be Auburn. It is Auburn. Uh, Florida is only plus two and a half dogs. Uh, not only did they win, they won straight up 24 uh, 13. Impressive victory for sure. Uh, then they played this fucking other team, minus 37 point favorites. They won 38 to nothing, covered both. And then they played Tennessee, minus 13 favorites. They beat them 34 to 3. Uh, and versus Kentucky, they were minus uh, 10 favorites. Uh, they uh, log- They won 29 21. So uh, honestly, uh, so they're 3 1 and 1. Uh, florida is in the last five against the spread and sc is four and one so listen man i like sc here i wish the spread was a little bit bigger to be honest with you um it is only it uh florida opened up at minus five they're currently minus five florida is getting uh 80 percent of the public's betting action 80 80 and the line has not moved a fucking lick uh, South Carolina opened up at plus five. They're currently plus five. 20% of the public's betting action. Ladies and gentlemen, if there was ever a time for a contrarian bet, it's now. If this was a professional sport like NFL and I saw this, I'd say fucking make that a 80 million unit bet. Uh, Florida is minus 110 money line. South Carolina plus 180. Um, listen, guys, this is my thought on this game. Florida's been great, so is South Carolina. I believe South Carolina wins this game straight the fuck up. Not only are they gonna cover the plus five, they're gonna win straight up. Wait until that goes up a little higher. They open up at plus eighty. They're still plus eighty. Uh, Florida opened up at minus two twenty. They're still currently minus two twenty, but getting seventy-one percent. Here we go but it doesn't make sense. It's very slight, but it means a lot. Seventy-one percent of the public is on Florida. It opened at minus two twenty. It's down to minus two ten now uh 29 on the sc money line take the sc money line for a small bet uh one unit will pay 1.8 units uh why don't you go ahead and bet 0.8 and try to win a unit is that right whatever try to win a unit um and definitely take south carolina plus five uh if you want to get crazy about it plus five is only minus 105 right now uh if you buy that to plus six it'll be plus minus 125 actually uh so plus six minus 125 uh i recommend even buying another full point to minus 145 at plus seven uh this way if they do lose by seven you push if they lose by six you win um and it it's at one minus 105 it'll only be up to minus 145 uh minus 135 and minus 140 depending on what book you're using south carolina one of my favorite college picks tomorrow it's an early game starts at noon keep your eyes open for line movement if you have any questions due to late line movement dm me uh purdue at iowa i do not have a pick for you guys here um uh yeah i i i I don't want to force anything for you guys i'm on fire lately so i don't want to go crazy the one thing I do really like here, guys, is the over. Okay, listen to this. I hate overs in college football, but 22% is only is on the over. Over uh, 78 on the under. Okay, listen. Uh, it opened at 51 and a half, minus 110 each way. Currently, it's 48 over under 48, minus 110 each way. Uh, so 78% of the public is on the over. Between anywhere between 48 and 51 and a half. Um, so if 78% of the betting public is on the over, why the fuck would it get lower by three and a half? Fucking points that makes no sense they're trying to make you overthink this guys the over is the play here you guys purdue versus what is that vanderbilt who gives a fuck who they're playing iowa i'm just kidding iowa take the over with confidence it's currently 48 it might drop a little bit more if it gets down to fucking 46 and a half or 47 jump on that shit heavy three units minimum i'm telling you uh, I don't think Purdue wins straight up here, but Purdue is plus 18 dogs at minus 110, getting 53% of the action. I don't hate Purdue here at plus 18. Don't love it, but don't hate it. It's a podcast pick. I told somebody a secret last night. If it's not a lock-a-lock pick of the day and I say I love it, that means it's a super strong play. If you listened to yesterday's podcast, I told you I fucking really loved um, uh, the Wizards plus nine. I really, really liked might as well jump on the money line. Told you that. Plus 365. I also told you to... Uh, I really loved... Uh, all four of them. I really, really love the Patriot Penguins. I told you that. And then I loved uh, Pittsburgh. Minus 3.5 in the college football game. That was just such an easy bet. Here's the next one that trips me out. Uh, I'm going back again to their last five games. Especially Texas Tech. Texas says Baylor. Plus 10.5 favorites. Lost 33-10. to 10. Won the fucking spread. Okay? uh fucking they played uh wish i could know who the fuck that is uh okay state yeah sorry i'm sorry about that okay state they played plus nine and a half dogs only only and uh they won straight up 45 35 so that was big and then uh they lost their next two uh to oklahoma plus 27 dogs lost 65 16 that's not really surprising that's out of their league this one was a bit surprising. Arizona, they were minus two favorites here uh, was TTU. Uh, they've looked great the past two weeks. I really believe uh, they, they're going to start clicking now for real. Uh, not to mention, I have to look at that Arizona game, but I believe uh, they were in for most of the game. Uh, so now only did they cover, they lost straight up as favorites. And then last but not least, they played this team with the fucking logo. Again, I can't read. It's not like I can't read the logo since they're so fucking tiny. UTEP. This was a bit surprising. Oh, no, it wasn't. What the fuck am I talking about? Uh, Texas Tech was uh, minus 38... 35-point uh, uh, favorites about towards the closing. It, you could have gotten it better, but whatever. They won 38-3 and pushed on the spread, but they won 38-3. They did what they were supposed to do. Uh, three out of the five last, especially including the last three games of Texas Tech, went over. And... Uh, at the last five games under over under over under for iowa state so uh yeah yeah i don't like the total in this but what are you gonna do i do like a team total play if you want it uh dm me uh i got a lot of college football picks for you now i have enough data now to fucking be confident miami Georgia Tech at Miami, Miami minus 18. Jump on Miami. There's no other player there. Minus 18. Buy it down to minus 16 and a half, if you don't mind, or minus 17. Or just completely leave that game alone. I'm not super strong on it. Uh, it ranked uh, 69, 69. Haha. West Virginia at Oklahoma. Oklahoma minus 32 and a half. Uh, they open at minus three. 61% on Oklahoma. Listen, guys, it's tough to take this big ass spread, uh, but West Virginia. Listen, man. I've done a lot of research on West Virginia this year Uh, They look like shit, pure shit And uh, so take Oklahoma there With the big ass spread I usually don't take big ass spreads like that Houston at Connecticut, I got nothing for you Auburn at Arkansas Auburn uh, Minus 19 and a half favorites 78% is on Arkansas I mean Auburn Uh, Listen uh, It's a lot different than pro sports A lot of times in college The public does have it right uh, but a lot of times they don't as well. Um, listen, Auburn's five and one. Arkansas two and four. This has uh, either a backdoor cover, or even a straight up win upset with, by Arkansas written literally all over it. My pick for this game. It's not super strong, but I'm playing it personally. To be completely honest with you, I'm taking uh, the Arkansas um, moneyline at plus eight seventy five. Just for 0.2 units, uh, maybe a quarter unit, whatever. Either way, it's gonna pay, maybe a half a unit. So I win f- uh, four full units, $400 for 50 bucks. We'll see. Maybe 30. Let me work it out. Ugh. Then we got Auburn uh, minus 19 and a half. Arkansas plus 19 and a half. They opened up at minus 18 and plus 18. 79% of the betting public actions is in Auburn. So what they are doing here is trying to get more action on Arkansas uh with getting only 22 percent of the action here's another one i like to talk take the arkansas plus 19 and a half take arkansas do not take auburn just leave it alone if you want auburn kent and ohio all right guys i gotta take kent here uh, i've been watching this team closely the past two weeks take kent uh, plus seven and a half dogs as we speak at even money. They open at plus eight, getting 49%. Action's pretty close here. 55% on Ohio, 45% on Kent. Uh, Kent should cover, and I believe they might even win straight up here. The money line is way lower than it should be for plus seven and a half point spread. Uh, so Vegas is nervous there. They don't want to pay out too heavy. Uh, so I think uh Kent plus seven and a half or better, especially at even money. You might even just if it's even money, you might even just want to buy that shit out to fucking plus ten and fucking pay the what is it? Uh 20, 40, 50. Uh it will be minus 150 if you want to buy that up to 10. I feel much better about that. They might lose by 9. Uh so yeah. But I do like Kent here, and I'm, I'm leaning in the money line. I got a couple more good ones for you guys. Wisconsin at Illinois. Wisconsin minus 31.5. Wisconsin's going to destroy this team, but I just hate minus 31.5. I'm not taking it. NC State at BC. NC State opened up at minus 2.5 favorites. They're currently minus 3.5 favorites, getting 53% of the betting public action. Uh, I got to go with the under here. 52, it opened at 52.5. It is. Currently, 62% of the public is on the under. I got to go under with the public. Uh, Central Michigan at BGSU. Central Michigan is minus 10.5 favorites, getting 56% of the betting public's action. 51% of the public is on the under. I say grab the over here, boys. It is currently 53. Uh, Oh, it jumped up to 54 as we speak. Uh, If that gets back down to 52.5, grab it. 53, grab it. Anything worse than that, don't grab it. Toledo at Ball State. I'm waiting for Noli to hit me up with an, with an underplay here. Uh, take Toledo, take it with confidence. This is why. Well, there's a lot of reasons why. First of all, it's a, a seven. Uh, it's a 58 and a half uh, ranked out of 100, which is not bad, fellas. I'm telling you, it, it, it's it's bad 25 and under. Everything over 26 or up, it's either fair, good, very good, excellent, or a locky lock. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, here's the details on the total It opened at 60 and a half It's all the way down to 57 and a half 54% of the public is on the over 56% is on the under uh, So if more people are taking the under Why are they lowering it? Take the over here boys Over 57 and a half See if that drops down a little bit If it gets down to 56, 56 and a half Even maybe uh, 55 and a half You never know If it gets up to 58 Grab it immediately. Do not grab it any higher than uh 58 and a half. 58 is the cutoff. Uh I also say grab Toledo at plus 120. They're gonna bounce back and play better here. Uh I'm giving you a lot of fucking college football picks, baby. Even though it's my least favorite sport. Here's my favorite. Uh and I'm gonna tell you why. NIU at Miami of Ohio, okay? Uh I have taken NIU five times this year as dogs. Why? Because they're underachieving. What they do the last two games? They won and covered the spread, or at least covered the spread. So let me check this out just to double-check. I bet them the last three out of the five games, and I went against the spread three and five, okay? Uh, they're going to cover again this week. Uh, they were, let's see here, uh, against Ohio, they were plus four and a half dogs. Uh, they won straight up, uh, 39-36. Uh, against Louisville, they were minus four favorites, and they lost straight up 27-20. or 20 against vanderbilt they were plus seven and a half dogs they lost 24 to 18 so they covered they lost by six nebraska this was a tough game for them i couldn't believe they only favored by plus 14 that's shows you how good of a team they t- they could be uh 44 and 8 they 44 to 8 they lost in nebraska so they lost both of them and then against utah so utah state or utah it doesn't matter plus 23 dogs they lost 35 17 and covered the spread as far as miami of ohio they lost against the spread four out of the last five so i love 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 niu again um i took them uh, the last two winners I must have skipped Louisville Yeah I did skip Louisville I took the under I remember And that under hit Of course Motherfuckers So yeah I have uh, I said it last week I'm going to take one more shot At NYU. They let me down last week I remember now And they covered for me there And won straight up uh, Miami, Ohio Last game Plus 12 and a half dogs They lost And they lost 38 to 16 uh, The one game They won straight up And Covered as a dog Was against uh, UB uh they were plus two and a half they won 34 to 20 nice victory against ohio state this is embarrassing they were plus 38 and a half dogs uh and they lost fucking 76 to five uh the under in that game by the way was 57 it went over by fucking uh 81 it went over by 80 minus 58 is 22 points that's a lot right or 32 points don't care Plus 17 dogs uh, at in Cincinnati. Lost 35-13. That's not covering. And then against, uh, I don't know, some fucking team down here. What team is this? That's not Quinnipiac. I know that. Fucking Quinnipiac. Uh, TTU. That's not Texas Tech, is it? What fucking team is this? Can you tell me the name of this team instead of giving me fucking initials? Does anybody know this shit? What the fuck is happening? Who the fuck is TTU? That's not Texas Tech, bro. I'm bugging right now. It is Texas Tech. Oh, Tennessee Tech. Duh. Fucking idiot. See, I I don't follow this shit too close. Anyway, I'm going to speed this up now. Against Tennessee Tech, they were minus 37 favorites, and they won 48 to 17. So close. Uh, So, yeah, I'm taking one more shot at NIU. If they lose, I'm done. If they win, I'll keep taking shots. Uh, They are currently favorites of minus 2.5 on the road at Miami, Ohio. I see NIU winning by at least a touchdown to uh, 17 points oregon state at cal cal has let me down so much uh i got nothing here i like oregon state but i'm leaving that Colts carolina at gaso uh i'm gonna say take the over it's only okay listen to this bullshit guys fuck a side pick on this one uh, and by the way, you don't have to take all of these. If you want to DM me and ask me what like my f- three strongest ones are that aren't the lock-a-lock plays, I'm more than happy to help you. Uh, here's how the line movement got uh, and really quickly. Uh, Coast Carolina opened up a plus six. They're currently plus six and a half at even money. It's getting 65% of the action. Uh, Gasso, 35% of the action opened up at minus six, minus 110. They're currently minus six and a half, minus 120. That's not making sense to me. Um, it's just not um so you are gonna tell me that the fucking dog at plus six is getting 65 percent of the action and the line gets better and cheaper as fuck take coastal carolina at plus six and a half even money right now because if it does get up to plus seven plus seven and a half it's gonna be like minus 115 minus 120 uh so take it at even money it's better or at even money right now just fucking buy it to uh what's that one just buy it to a plus seven and a half it only costs you fucking minus 120 do that shit uh, the other thing is the total here this total is ridiculous uh, under over 52 open both ways at minus 110 it's currently over under 44 and a half that's fucking almost six full points five and a half points uh, over 44 and a half is plus 101 under forty uh, four and a half is minus one twenty one. Take the over there and run with it. Make that a big bet, two units at least, two point five units. That's one of the best bets of the fucking podcast today. Uh, I got a fucking winner for you, Indiana at Maryland. Indiana's look fantastic, uh, absolutely fantastic. Maryland looked great in the beginning of the season. They now look like pure shit, you guys uh indiana is winners of four of the last five uh against the spread uh as well as four to, uh three of the last five they lost to michigan state straight up and then maryland has looked uh they started out so great uh they fucking were minus one favorites at syracuse i'm telling you bet against syracuse with syracuse did syracuse play tonight i believe so right or last night when i'm releasing this let me see real quick yeah syracuse i told you pittsburgh was the pick yeah that's they play syracuse yeah duh that was on the podcast base come on baby yeah syracuse looks like shit uh so where am i where am I? i where was i where was i where was i i'll find it i'm right here i'm right here i'm right here i'm almost there baby uh indiana maryland okay here indianas look great i'm not gonna hate on indiana uh so uh maryland last five uh at purdue, uh at purdue minus four favorites they lost 40 to 14. at Rutgers, Rutgers is so bad uh minus 14 favorites they won 48 to 17 covered both plus six and a half only at penn state that that was a fucked up line uh they lost 59 nothing that was the game where i was really shocked for maryland uh at temple uh minus five and a half favorites that was 20 to 17. Uh, that gave my boy matt so much joy and then uh as minus one uh favorites uh since syracuse they won 63 to 20 what the fuck indiana everybody's gonna fucking beat up on rockers all year long minus 27 and a half favorites they won 35 nothing uh, michigan did i do this already no i did not uh ohio state plus 17 and a half dogs they lost 51 to 10 uh, against this fucking team on September 7th. I don't give a fuck who they are. They were minus 36 and a half point favorites. They won that. 52 to nothing. Um, yeah. I gotta go Maryland here. I don't care. if They've been struggling. I don't care. Indiana looks great. Uh Maryland as plus six and a half dogs. Buy that shit to our at least plus seven uh the line movement uh with fucking indiana getting 56 55 of the action that's not enough to move it from minus one to minus six and a half it's just not um so maryland all day for me there that's a pretty strong pick data wise and what i like really tulsa at cincinnati uh, Cincinnati minus 16 and a half point favorites. Uh, I'm leaning Cincinnati. That's not a pick. Here it is Minnesota at Rutgers. Minnesota is in the top 25, 20 to be exact. Uh, Minnesota 6 and 0. Rutgers 1 and 5. Rutgers has to be like fucking 0 for 8 uh, against the spread. They just have to be. Let me check their last five at least. I can go deeper, but the last five. Oh, yeah, 0 for 5. <laughs> uh, let me check their fucking schedule. They are fucking pathetic. They're definitely over five for the last five, straight up and against the spread, and that would be uh, Indiana at Rutgers thirty-five nothing. Maryland at Rutgers forty-eight to seven. Rutgers at Iowa thirty nothing. Iowa obviously. BC at Rutgers thirty to sixteen. Oh Jesus Christ! And Michigan at Michigan fifty-two to nothing. Wowzers! This fucking Rutgers team is so terrible let me give you how bad it is uh against indiana plus 27 and a half dogs lost 35 uh, nothing at maryland plus 14 48 to 7 michigan plus 27 and a half dogs lost 52 nothing plus seven and a half dogs at fucking boston cars lost 30 to 16 by 14 and then, last but not least, I think that's Iowa. Who gives a fuck? Plus 18, lost 30. Listen, man, the pick is Minnesota here. I don't give a fuck what the spread is. I don't give a fuck about really anything else. They're playing Rutgers. Rutgers sucks. Minus 28.5. I'd buy that down to minus 27.5 just in case they win by 28. That's a key number. Uh, 80% of the betting public's action is on Minnesota. That's scary, but not so scary in college. Uh, and it only moved to half a point uh but that doesn't even make sense uh, it doesn't make sense i guess whatever fucking take minnesota uh, uh against the rockers and uh against the rockers against rockers uh they're minus 20 and a half try to get that down to minus 27 and a half and it shouldn't really matter it should win like 35 nothing 42 nothing something like that unc at VT. i like this game a lot uh i like unc on the road as road favorites i'm not gonna get too deep in that duke at virginia okay guys take duke here this is a little tricky this is a little tricky it's all about the data and numbers here, guys, and the powwow I have with my buddies that I trust on this shit. So, uh, I would go with Duke. It's currently plus 3. They open at plus 4, getting 41% of the action. The line movement doesn't make sense. Take Duke, plus 3. If you want to take it at plus 3.5, by the half point to minus 114, do that. Virginia is not going to beat Duke. Uh, dukes look great all year if they do i'll be surprised at that game uh i'm gonna just fucking keep going guys i'm gonna give you as many as i can these have all uh research, three and a half four hours uh up to five i think some of my other buddies in more work duke at uva buffalo with Akron. uh yeah I-, I got nothing for you here uh usm at uh louisiana tech uh i do like louisiana tech at home as uh plus two and a half to plus three favorites um but i would skip that game oregon at washington this should be fun take washington take washington listen to me fucking take washington if you're not taking any, if you're taking anything in this game washington is the pick okay let me tell you the last five games they they've won straight up and won against the spread the last four to five arizona they played as minus six favorites they won 51 to 27 their one loss uh, looks like stanford who has gone to straight shit since this game uh, they were uh fucking Washington was minus 13 favorites they lost 23 to 13 straight up no big deal uh, usc trojans impressive win here in my opinion minus f- uh, 11 and a half favorites here they won 28 to 14 so covered both uh, BYU They were minus six and a half Favorites at closing They won 45 to 19 um, And then Against uh, I don't know what team this is They were minus 21 and a half Favorites uh, They won 52 to 20 So they won by 32 uh, By the way Three to the last five Went over And for Oregon uh, Four of the last five Went under So uh, I like Washington There for a show. Temple at SMU temple is not good enough to beat smu hundred percent this is one of my strongest college football plays of the day um if you're gonna make one pick uh, and it's not a locky lock pick of the day. Take SMU here. Uh, they open at minus seven at even money. They're currently minus nine at minus 105. They're getting only 44% of the betting public's action. Uh, 56% is going to Temple. Uh, they open at plus seven and plus nine. Again, line movement doesn't make sense. If they're getting 62%, the Temple is getting 62% of the betting public's action and 56% of the total money. You would think. truck motherfucker you would think it would go down to like plus six plus five to try to get more uh to get less uh less money on them and more in smu however that's not what's happening i am super confident in smu here i'm making this for three and a half to four five units for myself personally uh it's minus nine i will be buying it down to minus uh eight and a half at minus 115 to protect against that minus that nine uh point win by smu it should be more than that though for sure this way i don't push i get the win um and yeah smu all day that's one of the top five strongest ones give you a lot today boys usf at navy skip it although i do like usf there plus uh 16 and a half uh dogs uh 74 is on navy so why is the line getting worse and worse what the fuck uh anyway take usf there for sure lsu and mississippi state okay here we go take lsu with confidence they're minus 18 and a half Buy that down to nothing because they're going to win by at least 21 or more uh joey barrows uh what's his name joe barrows joe burrows whatever uh yeah lsu is very impressive lately getting 78 percent of the action uh their last five games they've won all five straight up only lost one against the spread uh this is it right here listen oh they pushed actually went against spread two which is against florida last game uh minus 15 point f- minus 14 point favorites they pushed 42 to 28 but they went straight up uh who is this utah state uh 42 to 6 they were minus 27 and a half favorites uh that went under the giant fucking 73 and a half point total uh by the way four of the last five went over for lsu so i like the over here as well the only one that didn't go over was 73 and a half total so that's quite a bit then you got vanderbilt uh vanderbilt is uh minus they were t- minus 24 and a half point favorites over vanderbilt they won 66 to 38 uh i don't recognize this team and i don't feel like doing any kind of clicking or research they open up at minus 52 favorites anyway you can't really be this that's disappointing and they won 65 to 14 uh those fucks got a late uh field goal I believe um or some shit like that happened because 14 14- 24 34 44 54 64 is 50 yeah they won by 51 okay so close and then texas probably arguably the hardest game of the season so far uh they were minus six and a half point favorites they won they won 45 to 38 they covered by half a point mississippi state uh loses of the last three out of the five Uh, just real quick i'm not going to do go into so much detail for the next couple ones i got to get this out to you quickly oh my god 40 minutes jesus christ uh okay real quick guys here we go uh okay no more info on that shit. take lsu um uh, take uab uh over uh old dominion they're only minus 17 right now grab that asap 87 of pub 80 of the public is on uab grab uab old dominion is not gonna win or cover that even if come even close i promise you that baylor uh ok state i got nothing except i do like baylor miss uh mizzou at vanderbilt nothing for you mtsu unt nothing charlotte western kentucky uh i got nothing but i am leaning uh western kentucky i might take that as a small bet uh kentucky at georgia georgia minus 26 Uh, i think georgia bounces back here and blows the shit out of uk uh take them minus 25 uh maybe buy that down to 24 just in case rice at Utah tick rice minus four and a half this is first time their favorite give rice a shot I think they beat them here by five or more uh, Arizona State at Utah both five and one should be a great game Utah is might uh, uh, minus thirteen and a half point favorites I like ASU at plus 14 uh, dogs so by the half a point uh, plus 14 will be costing you uh, oh nice uh it'll cost you it'll be minus 105 because they're plus 105. so do that trust me on that one guys a lot of these are going to be winners guys Tail a lot of them especially you know take some of the early games that they hit you know put some of that money on them on the afternoon games you know what i'm saying uh if you keep paying just keep putting the winning money down ecu at ucf i went here already nope uh, ku at texas uh that's a scary game but i think texas win by 22 or more sdsu or sjsu fuck these two teams they're so confusing but i would definitely strongly san diego state they're minus seven and a half now buy that down to minus seven i feel comfortable about it uh asu at utah got nothing ku at texas okay ecu at ucf uh take ecu plus 34 ucf is not going to beat them by 34 or more feel comfortable in that take ecu they've been they're having a breakout season look great plus 34 not happening take ecu on the road at ucf utef uh utep fiu um nothing william and mary e versus emu at emu uh the total here is 61 and a half i like the under here um, and couple more. We're getting their army at uh, Georgia State. Leave that shit alone. Colorado at Washington State. Leave that shit alone. But I do, do lean. I do lean what? Uh, uh, Washington State. Tulane at Memphis. I'm uh, leaning Tulane at plus four. Uh, Michigan at Penn State. Okay, here we go. Take Penn State with fucking ultimate confi- confidence. Penn State minus seven and a half right now at home is currently uh oh they're in happy valley fucking lamest name for a fucking uh whatever uh so psu is currently minus seven and a half minus 112 go ahead buy that down to minus seven and make it minus 122 no big deal i would even buy it down to minus six and a half uh because if they do win by a touchdown you still win but i have a point that will cost you minus 132 be honest with you i see penn state winning by at least 10 here so shouldn't even really buy the points but just to be safe why not and then a couple more, nothing crazy, Texas A&M, and Mississippi, nothing, uh, Florida State at Wake Forest, uh, Wake Forest minus one, uh, I say go ahead and grab uh, Wake Forest uh, money line, fuck the minus one, uh, what would what were the minus one cost, you probably low, minus one, minus 110, the money line is minus 117, so take the money line, Wake Forest, trust me on that one, um, and then two more, uh air force at hawaii only degenerates bet those hawaii games late night no i might have them for you later nevada at utah state university utah state is minus 21 uh, i like nevada it's just a lean and then boise state at byu BYU has been good to me man. byu has been good to me surprisingly i appreciate you guys byu uh let's see or am i bugging oh yeah that's right i took them the first uh the first two games of the season they've been total shit since And then uh, Boise State has been improving as they go on. Actually, winners of the last five, winners of the last four out of the five um, against the spread. Okay, Boise State it is, fellas boise state is the pick there, strong as hell i tried to fight the data but i can't they open at minus six and a half they're currently minus seven i say just go ahead and be safe by the half a point to minus six and a half costs you minus 120. what's a big ten dollars in vig it's only a vig if you lose so you're gonna win okay that's it for ncaa football i went into it hard talked about the baseball game uh nba i do have a pick here for you i'm nailing the nba recently uh pelicans at toronto Go ahead and grab Toronto. My, no, I'm sorry. Grab the Pelicans on the road. Plus seven favorites, uh, plus seven dogs. Also take the under in that game, 231 and a half. I like those both. And big time, Los Angeles at the Clippers, 100% take the Clippers as a pick-em. Uh, Lakers not going to win them. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. 88% of the money is on the Lakers. Take the Clippers, guys. Fade that kind of public. Uh, Vegas is not taking that big of a loss ever. I'm excited. I'm so excited for, Sunday, for Sunday's podcast. Hopefully, Matt is able to come on uh he should be able to we're gonna talk nfl football um and oh the nhl oh i already get oh no i didn't did i did i give you the nhl picks i don't know i'll give them to you again anyway uh vegas is at pittsburgh Uh, Okay, Pittsburgh played a game last night. They're tired. They were home last night. Anyway, I did talk about this already. Uh, I like Vegas minus one and a half plus 190. Take that shit. It's good value. Also take the money line minus 135. Uh, Vegas starting to get hot again. Don't take the islands on the road. Colorado at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay starting to heat up. But take take Colorado as heavy dogs here. Uh, Small bet. Uh, Colorado plus 140. Not really heavy dogs. But what I would do is I put, uh, you know, whatever the fuck makes one unit one full unit what was it what would you have to put 0.7 units at my plus 140 to win a full unit yeah do something like that um my other one that's jumping out at me is ottawa at arizona as heavy 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 dogs here uh arizona's uh, ottawa's plus 180 they're not a bad team dallas at philly definitely philly there Florida at Nashville. Uh, Tough game to pick. Calgary at LA. Yeah, right. I told you guys at LA, but I might have got cut off. I don't know. Uh, I love LA at home here. Fuck the Calgary Flames. LA is currently plus 130 uh they should be better than that but we'll take la at home and then buffalo at san jose ride buffalo as dogs anytime they're dogs ride buffalo plus 144 all right guys that's it i went way too fucking long uh that's the pick section and if you want to keep listening there's another hour hour and 45 minutes two hours left to this podcast if you want to listen to it go for it if you get bored turn it off if you get through the whole thing please tell me that i appreciate you guys i love you more than anything keep listening locky lock army i love you let's Go, let's eat together.
0: Alright, you guys, let's get right into these freaking pits. 4-0 Friday, baby. I love it, I love it, I love it. Not only was it 4-0, but it was three different sports. Yes, sir. The data works, the systems work. Um, like I told you, I don't like betting NHL or any pro sport leagues this early in the season until at least a quarter of the season has gone, but the data on that Pittsburgh Penguins game last night was fucking insane. Um, it absolutely, 100%, could have been a locky lock pick today day without a doubt. Uh, it was not a locky lock pick of the day for a couple reasons. First being, um, like I said, I don't trust the data this early in the season, even if it's So you guys know, I told you basically some of how the system works. It goes from 1 to 100. It gets like a rating from four different computer systems. As well as um, I rate them 1 to 10. So the three other of my friends. So that's 40 right there. So, you know, 1 to 10. If I go, let's say all, all of us give a 9 out of 10. Obviously, that's 9 times 4. 36 out of 40. Then I add it up to the 60 points that the computer systems give me um and then sometimes i add an extra uh one to ten points because i like it personally or i love it a lot so one to 100 is basically the scale pretty simple technically uh uh, a pick could get up to 110 but i've never seen anything over 100 lucky lock picks are anything from 78 and up um it was originally 85 and up, but the way we grade the picks and, and all that stuff makes it fucking really difficult for anything to get up to 85 or higher. So 78 or better is usually a lot, of lot of picks. And uh, those a lot, of lot of picks, of course, are 70 wins and 11 losses since July 3rd. So that's pretty fucking good. The systems work, my man. The system works. Anyway, that Pittsburgh Penguins pick was 94 out of 100, which is by far the highest NHL uh, pick I've had this year. Uh, I don't remember an NHL pick last year being that high. I remember a couple Vegas games and a couple Tampa Bay games being like 92, 93-ish, but nothing 94 or higher. Sorry about this fucking garbage truck coming by. God damn it. Fucking New York City at fucking 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. Just get out of the Comedy Cellar comedy show, baby. I killed it once again. I didn't perform at the Comedy Cellar, but um, I did uh, two sets, Uh, one at the Broadway Comedy Club on 53rd and 8th Avenue, Manhattan, and another one at... New York Comedy Club on 23rd Street. Uh, I did 12 minutes and 15 minute sets and it went great. Both times went great. I did two different sets too. Usually I'll do a 12 minute set and you know if I see anything I need to work on or anything like that or I just want to make it better I tighten it up for the 15 minute set and make it a little bit longer. Uh, This time I just did the uh, same exact 12 minute set twice and I literally did not change a thing. That's uh, tells you I got a little extra laugh on the 15 minute set so that makes me feel good comedy's going great uh what do I I was just telling a comedian tonight like what is my end game here with comedy I have no fucking idea like I tweeted out earlier today tonight this morning whatever uh I do not consider myself a stand-up comic as of yet uh and I definitely don't consider myself good at all but I'm getting better I'm learning just like anything you start so I start from the bottom and just learn 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 uh, good for me, uh, one good thing for me, and I'll get right to the pics for you, is um, I'm a fucking junkie addict, you know, uh, and I, it's not just for drugs, you know, I get addicted to anything I really like, like, you know, growing up, I remember, you know, one of the, man, I was addicted to Mario Brothers, Super Punch-Out, until I beat that fucking game, Super Punch-Out, do you remember that Super Nintendo Super Punch-Out game? I mean, dude, I fucking beat that shit like a million times on the hardest level. I got so nasty at it. I remember getting so into it, man. That was when the internet was so young. I was a kid, man. And I remember I had a Geocities website or webpage. I don't know if you guys remember that. But it was so old, you guys. And fucking, I remember writing like fucking, I guess you would call them blogs nowadays about strategy for Super Punch-Out! And then other bunch of other games. NBA Jam. um, I would go... I don't remember what website I was on or what webpage I would go to back then, but we somehow got... I think we even got them out of magazines at one point, but like NBA Jam, you know, cheat codes and shit like that, but anyway, the last game that I got a super thing. then we went to like, you know, as I got older, Starcraft, Diablo 2, games like that, strategy games that are pretty tough, played Quake a little bit, played uh, Duke Duke a little bit, but anyway, uh, the last one I got... Oh, another good one was Yahoo Towers. I bet you none of you motherfuckers remember that, it was sort of like a fucking Tetris kind of game, but with like power-ups, and you play against each other live. You got a partner if you want. You can play one on one or two on two, whatever. You can even play like two on two on two. With like eight people, uh, it's a fucking great game. But uh, you know, most people, you know, I fucking just got—I so, got so addicted to it, you guys. This was eighth grade, freshman year, and sophomore year in high school. I remember, and I know that for a fact because I remember being in freshman religion class in high school and fucking literally drawing out like the game shapes and figuring out what I was gonna do when I got home on the computer it got bad I'm bad but the last game and then I'll get right into picked after this stuff the last game I got super fucking addicted to which I wish happened now like if I was born now you got well not born now but if I was like between like 9 and 15 now I swear to you guys there's no doubt on my fucking mind my parents even say oh another one I got super addicted was Guitar Hero when it came out and then Rock Band Jesus Christ I was number one in the world on the drums. Look it up. You'll see me. I'm still up there in like the top 10. I got true ridiculous numbers. But anyway, uh, the last game I remember, and again, uh, yeah, my parents say and I say I'm convinced I would be one of those professional streaming gamers making millions of dollars a year. Um, like, I'm, I, dude, I had everything. Like, I had the best gaming computer that my dad built for me that I built with him. Uh, you guys know I got into computer programming, so I got super obsessed with that. That's a whole other story. But the fucking computer I had, number one was so sick and way better than most other people's. But also, uh, on top of that, my dad had a little bit after he retired from being a crooked cop, uh he opened up a uh, uh internet service provider business and computer repair business, right? So I literally had back in the day when it was like 14 4 modems, I think it got up to 56k before I stopped playing. But anyway, during those days I had a fucking T1 line in my house, which if you know anything about T1 lines, uh like we had a fucking server in the back of the house. It was insane, bro like insane shit so i'm playing at speeds that we know of now only uh against people that are fucking lagging behind and shit anyway so not only did i become amazing at these games but i also had a bit of an unfair advantage it got pretty uh pretty close to even as i got older like 15 67 to 18 but in the beginning man it was fucking crazy like remember when it used to take like fucking 10 15 20 seconds to load just one webpage maybe longer that shit was instant on my shit but anyway so yeah the last game i just want to talk about is counter-strike man if Counter-Strike came out now, and I was like, or this time, whatever, if I was younger, and if Counter-Strike back then, if it was like the streaming shit was in, was big then, or even available then, that type of speed and streaming was not available back then. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely positive I would've had two cameras in my house, I would've had one of those fucking stupid gaming chairs, I would've been streaming fucking eight to 12 hours a day, and motherfuckers would've been tipping me. I watch fucking twits.com sometimes, you guys. And fucking grown men are fucking tipping these 14, 15 year old kids fucking $15, $25, $100, boom, boom, back to back to back to back to back to back Dude's literally playing a game like, thank you guys, thank you this guy, thank you this guy, thank you this guy, this is a fucking getting rich all playing video games. I'm fucking sitting there watching them play video games. I'll never forget, I used to go to uh, uh, fucking like uh, computer cafes, you know, where they had like banks of computers set up to a pretty fast internet connection, and we used to play Counter Strike there. And dude, I got so fucking nasty. I like, know this is not racist. This is just the fact. The best players around me, anyway, in my area, were fucking Asian. I don't know if they were Japanese, Chinese, Korean. I don't know. Probably Korean, because that area is very heavily Korean. Anyway, these people were fucking amazing at counter strike. Like, just so good. And that's why I learned from. So I learned from them, like, how to set up the keyboard special, how to set up how to set up everything exactly how I liked it. And then I just got ridiculously nasty at it. I just worked hard on everybody else. And my hand-eye coordination is nasty as well. But anyway, uh, I remember all those Asian people and even, you know, whoever else with their kids, whatever. They would all crowd around my fucking computer at these computers, which is unheard of, and watch me play Counter-Strike. That's how fucking good I got, you guys. I'm not bullshitting you. Uh, I actually ask people online on Counter-Strike nowadays. They probably still know me. Ghost. Ghost. Mr. Ghost. Ghost 360 on Xbox. But anyway, fucking... I got so good. I can Strike, guys, it got fucking boring. Boring. It got so boring that the only map I played for, like, the last year I played, I stopped playing for Steam, the company that made it, or Blizzard. I don't remember who did this, but they started charging for it and shit. I just had enough. I it was, like, 18, 19 at this point. All right, enough of this video game shit. It's not making me any I money, And people are calling me a fucking loser. Uh, but I was so good at it, you guys. But it got so good at it that I had to play on this map. I forget what the map was called, um, but we played in a low or no gravity i don't remember what it was and we only played with scouts what the scout gun was was basically a like a mini sniper weak sniper rifle so uh if you hit them with a headshot with this fucking rifle it had a scope on it but i got so good at it, i didn't even use the scope half the time i put a little dot in the middle of my my computer monitor and just bow blasting people but without the gravity you would fly around right Got so nasty at that. I would fly around in circles, jump off like the top, fly up super high, come down in like such a way that the person on the floor cannot fucking keep track of me. And I would always just fucking come behind them through the air and just knife their asses. And if you know anything about fighting or first-person shooter games like that, you know pretty much every one of them has like a hand-to-hand or like a, like a knife or something where you fucking get somebody with that, and everybody's like, "Oh shit!" You know what I mean? Uh, but I would do that constantly, you guys. Um, but yeah. the Scout, real quick. Fuck it. You know what? I'm gonna put this as the outro. It went too long already. So I already have the intro recorded. I'm doing the outro now, and then I'll put the pick in the middle. Yeah, baby. It's all good. Um. So yeah. Fucking the scout rifle. If you hit him in the body or anywhere except the head, it took two shots to kill him. Right. Um. And then um. Yeah. So long story short, and you only it, it like was like one shot. It wasn't like a rifle. It was like it made this sound like a weak-ass gun like that and then you would have to reload after every shot reload reload so it wasn't like it was tough it was really hard. it was the hardest shit you can do in the game but what else was i gonna do if you gave me a fucking ak-47 and maybe played like d-dust 2 that map i remember it was fucking unfair man i was like before there was like two seconds gone before people even started moving i was fucking headshotting people through doors and shit like that nailing people with fucking flashbang grenades to make them blind and then fucking jumping over them so then when they get unblinded, they're looking for me, they have no idea where I am, and I just fucking knife them from behind and shit. It got to the point where I would play those regular maps, man, with guys with their rifles, and I forget what the other one. It was an 1847 for one team, like terrorists, and the counter-terrorists had like a black one, like an M4 or some shit. Somebody will tell me if I'm right or wrong. And then you had a pistol and a knife. And, you know, fucking, it got, I got so out of hand, you guys, that you know, I was playing 10, 15, so it got really bad. Like, I'm convinced this day, I played on a a nice computer. I had a desk in my bed, right, with a nice computer chair. But the desk was, like, really shallow where your legs go. So I couldn't exactly stretch out my legs at all. So, like, I sat for hours, days, days, and years with my legs bent in such a way that when I would stand up with my knees would fucking be aching. I was playing, you know, high-level high school basketball at this time. I'm convinced to this fucking day that I lost, like, four to five inches of height because of that shit. Like, I look at my knees now, and my knees are weird. I have, like, this, like, extra fucking area where, like, my knee goes over, like, almost onto my shin bone. It's weird. Like, my legs are not like everybody else's. It sucks. I, and I'm convinced it's fucking because of that. I'm probably wrong. I'm probably being a fucking idiot, but who knows? I, I really feel I did damage to my legs there. But anyway, who gives a fuck, right? Not like I would have went to the NBA anyway. But I promise you, if I was 10 to 12 inches taller, if I was fucking... If I was 6'8", 6'10", shit, I'd be, with my skill set, sure, I'd be in the NBA 100%. Anyway, fucking, so yeah, I got so nasty on those regular masses. that these motherfuckers would be running around with their fucking automatic rifles, and I would just run around with a pistol and just fucking, bah, 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 I mean, it got crazy. It got so crazy that I had my little squad, what was it called, fucking, uh, it wasn't a squad, it was a fucking, uh, what the fuck was the name of it when you had, like, a team fuck somebody tell me that too i'll remember it though What the fuck was the name of it what did they call it when you had a team on anyway it doesn't really fucking matter and um you know i had my little squad of two three four guys that would always be online with me and we just fucking i mean we got nasty we got like top five in the world and there was a lot millions of people playing the counter-strike games and uh yeah man it just it sucks that fucking you know all I, I, you know i was late to the party man or early actually you know if that happened nowadays even if Counter-Strike was bit Like, now it's Fortnite and fucking whatever else these kids play. Fortnite. I played that shit for an hour with my cousin. I wanted to fucking kill myself, dude. It was so cartoony and, and shitty, man. Like, I don't know. It's like the games have gotten worse, but more people are playing it. I mean, it's a cool concept. It's a cool game, but not for me. And here comes the fire truck. Fuck you. Gotta ruin the podcast all oh, week. Um, fucking yeah, guys. Counter-Strike, man. I, I would definitely, for a fact, have like one or two cameras set up i'd be streaming the game and streaming me and fucking definitely take donations and tips on fucking twitch and i have millions of followers i know it for a fact and it just sucks it feels like like i missed opportunities that i didn't even have so i didn't miss them but it's like fuck you guys you know i'm never gonna fucking sit down and play video games like that ever again because i don't have time like i'm sure i could still get fucking become an expert in any one of these first person shooters that they play like i played them all even when it's games to Xbox and shit, I played Gears of War, got fucking really nasty at that game. Got super nasty at uh, Call of Duty, pretty much all of them. My favorite was uh, Modern Warfare, I think two? Maybe? Maybe one or two, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I got really good. Those first person shooters were for me, man. But oh, I always hated the consoles cause I hated the fucking uh, the controllers. Like, now I believe you can play Call of Duty. On your computer, or Xbox, or PlayStation, it's all the same when you play online. I'm pretty sure you can play, somebody tell me that too. Pretty sure you can play on PC versus Xbox 360 people now and shit. Like, that's pretty fucking dope. But I feel like the people on the PC definitely have an unfair advantage. This is way easier, in my opinion. Maybe it's not for everybody, but in my opinion, it's way easier to play with a mouse and a keyboard uh, than it is to with a fucking handheld controller. Just, it's easier to aim, it's all that shit. You're faster. I got so good, you guys, just moving the mouse exactly the amount of fucking speed and where exactly where it needed to be to just fucking... Just nasty. Hand-eye coordination, man. That always helped my basketball career. It helped my gaming career big time as well. I'm gaming career. What the fuck am I talking about? I made exactly zero dollars. It cost me a lot of money to fucking be a good gamer. Now, nowadays, I... Man, I'd get a brand new fucking crazy-ass gaming computer, the cameras, everything, and fucking probably make that money back in like a couple days looking at what these kids make man come on dude dude i literally no joke was like i don't remember exactly but i was top three at one point top five consistently top 10 in the fucking entire world i count Like, i would get to like be bumped out of the top 10 to like 12 or 13 and i would play constantly until fucking uh until i got back into the top 10 and then i would get pissed when i was in the top five it got bad. Like, I was, I'm an addict. That's the that's the point of this entire story. I'm an addict. I got super sidetracked with Counter-Strike. I got all excited. I'm all excited about it. Like, I would love to play it again, but... I don't even know where to get it. I don't even know if people are still playing I know people are still playing it, but I don't know if it's insane. And I don't really give a fuck. I'm not going to go back and, like, get better all again and shit. Because it took a lot of fucking time and work. I'm not going to lie. The game's not easy. Especially when you're playing against the best in the world. Like, the best in the fucking world at something. It's tough. But... Point being, man, I fucking man, I really wish that we could be able to stream back then. Like, Twitch is a fucking uh, it's a it's a crazy ass concept, and like, I didn't even know about it really until I, I believe it was Joe Rogan's. But it was somebody's podcast where they were talking about it, and the the whole it was Joe Rogan, and he was shocked. He was like, "They make what for what?" And he's watching it, and he's like, "Holy, this is so insane." And, you know, it's fucking crazy, man. Like, it is so huge. People watching other people play games. You saw the Fortnite Championship, whatever the fuck it was. They sold out Madison Square Garden and they do one, like, what? Nine million dollars or some shit? Wow. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy, you guys. Man. It, it breaks my heart, man. It fucking breaks my heart. Not to mention the fact that, you know, I begged my parents for instruments and lessons my whole life. And I never got any of that. But, you know. But they take no blame at all in the fact that I'm a fucking piece of shit fucking junkie Uh, it's all my fault they say you're 34 years old get over it fucking how about that time you fucking true how about you crooked ass cop the time you fired a fucking revolver at my mother on New Year's Eve missed it went through the fucking uh through the floor through the ceiling on my grandpa's house downstairs through his fucking floor and growing up they would always tell us oh yeah that was a champagne bottle that fucking got out yeah okay a champagne bottle. i seen my dad shoot at my mom what are you talking about and i was like seven so yeah yeah i wonder why i'm such an addict you know i fucking heard things and saw things a fucking kid should never have seen and me and my sister are super fucked up for it and that's why i'm a fucking junkie addict for everything anything i like i become an addict which is the all to bring it full circle now uh, that's why I'm doing so well at stand-up comedy right now, because I'm obsessed with it. Every night, I fucking try to get on stage, and every single day, I write for at least an hour. And even if I have, you know, writer's block or whatever, I'll fucking open the book to a joke that I already have that I'm working on. And just, you know, try to make it the best it could possibly be. It's called trimming the fat out of it, making more tags, which is, you know, try to get a laugh every fucking 7 to 11 seconds, throwing your jokes unless specific circumstances. But, you know, so I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to make everything as good as it can be. Um, I'm trying to put the same uh, energy and work ethic that I had as a kid. You know, I also put that work ethic into basketball, you know, just as a quick example. The reason I got so fucking good at basketball, you know, I'm white, let's be honest. The best basketball players are not white. Let's just leave it at that. And I'm small, you know, I'm six foot one, which is a stretch. I'm really like six foot and a half, whatever but I'm also, I'm skinny, you know, I, I don't have big bone, my entire family's that way. You know, so I can put on muscle, I get really cut, but I can't really get over 165. 165 I think is the most, I have 167, maybe sophomore in high school, you know, literally force feeding myself every four hours. It was disgusting, just force feeding myself as much as I could eat and just lifting, protein shakes, all that shit, uh, just to get up from like 140 to 165. You know, and it made a big difference in my inside game for sure, but I regret it, man. It was not healthy. Uh, it just wasn't good for a fucking 14, 15, 16-year-old, I don't think. Um, but yeah, I always hated lifting, but I loved basketball. Like, I would fucking literally, you guys, I failed off the team every year because I didn't care about anything else than basketball. Like, we would have practice. Like, I just remember sophomore year, I played JV and varsity. Like, I started JV and just fucking literally whooped everyone's eye. I think I averaged 26.8 points. Uh, my fucking uh, sophomore year on JV, but I also played. I was the only sophomore to play on the varsity team. Every other, uh, all five starters were seniors. The other four bench players were seniors, and two other juniors, and then me, a sophomore. I got the most play off the bench. I was the sixth man. I'm not bragging or anything, but I got so good at basketball because what happened was I remember a sophomore year. First of all, between freshman and sophomore year. So freshman year, I already told you guys I fucking sat the bench on the freshman team. And that was not because of my skill or my grades or anything. It was because the coach fucking hated me and hated my family. But I ate it, I sat on the bench, I practiced as hard as I could. I beat the shit out of the starters every fucking practice. And I ate it, I sat the bench, it killed me. Inside it killed me. So freshman year to sophomore year, this is when I went from 140 to 160, 162ish. Um, I played AAU basketball I think I told you this guys already but I'll keep it quick I played AAU basketball and fucking I was not the best AAU basketball they fucking you know they picked the best 12 to 13 14 kids from all over the region the whole area so it was like you know pretty much all of New Jersey well at least all of northern New Jersey uh, and then some, you know, some kids from, like, Connecticut, you know, wherever they can find them from. I think we had a kid from, uh, Florida. We had one kid from Texas. Uh, I'm not sure it was the best of the best, you know, in that age group. And I'll never forget, you know, I went to tryouts. It was, like, a week-long tryout. You know, I did the best I could. I made it to the final last cut. I was the last person to be cut. So the coach calls me over. Still a good friend of mine to this day. Steven Chardy, great guy. Look on, He's a legendary coach, and. uh uh, northern new jersey basketball uh, he's like right under bobby hurley maybe like two to three below bobby hurley but uh so he was the coach of that AAU team he pulled me over to the side one day the last day of trials he's like listen John, i know you a long time you played in the biddy ball league here you played in the paris league uh you coached the six-year-olds i appreciate that you know i know your family i know you're a great player but i gotta be honest with you you're not one of the top 12 guys here. you're just not and I said, listen, man, I know that. I, I can feel that. I know that. These guys are fucking 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, most of them. Well, between a lot of them was 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, it was like 5'6", five, 6'6". Six, five, six, six, and it was a couple fucking 6'8", six, six, fucking 6'11". Six, we had one 7-footer, but that was next year. But anyway, so these are the guys I'm playing at. A skinny-ass 15-year-old kid. These guys are like men, you know? So I said, yeah, I know, coach. It's no big deal, man. But he goes, listen, if you want, I want you to become better. It looks like you want it if you'd like uh, i'll keep you on the team i can't guarantee you any playing time in the games i can't do that you probably will not play much at all if you're okay with that and you want to get better and you want to practice with the team you get a uniform sneakers all that stuff i'm happy to have you dude i didn't fucking hesitate i said hmm maybe i should think about this yeah sure coach i'll do it no doubt this is a big commitment for not being able to play in the games at all i mean aau basketball is a big commitment you know you're practicing every single day Three times, three, three hours, sometimes twice, three hours a day, sometimes six hours a day. You got tournaments every fucking weekend from Thursday to Sunday, traveling all around. It's a big, big commitment. It's your entire summer. You know what I mean? As a kid, that's big in high school. I said, fuck it, let's do it. So just from practicing with those kids, and by the way, yeah, I wasn't supposed to play in any of the games, right? Yeah, right. I wound up at the end, the last 12 games of the season, um, I came out the ones I played the uh, the quarters were, I believe, 12 minutes long. 12, 4 minute, uh, 12, 12 minute, four quarters. I believe. Uh, I wound up playing about 18, 22 minutes of game every game. The last 12. That's how much I improved. You know, uh, I'll never forget. And the reason, one of the reasons I improved, I got to thank, and shout out my my dude, Cheyenne Martinez. Uh, he was one of the best two guards in the fucking state. He wasn't all state two guard, shooting guard. Uh, and that was my position until I started playing with the big boys. Then I had him with to point guard uh had to improve my handle, but this kid was essentially a point guard playing two guard, you know, so he had some of the best handle I can remember, strong, six foot three, and uh, it was always me and him matched up, and this kid put it on me in the beginning, and I got so good, I got to the point uh, where, you know, I improved just enough to, to be able to compete with this kid, and I thank him to this day, man, we still talk, every every week we still talk, for sure, you know, Facebook, Messenger, whatever the fuck, we still talk, man, I thank him all the time. Like, you made me better. You made me the, the player I was at that point. So, thank you. I'll never forget, and I'll, I'll cut this off in a, in a couple minutes here, but I'll never forget uh, a couple years later. Uh, yeah, two years later, both of our senior years, he went to a high school that my high school played against, you know, in the league. And I'll never forget, I started, he started, of course he started. And I guarded him all game. I held him to eight points. And he was trying so hard. He was getting pissed. Defense was my skill at that point, because that's what he taught me. He taught me how to play defense. He was the first person to teach me how to really play physical, guard, big-time defense. You know what I mean? And as a small guy, that's, a, that's huge. You know, defense is huge at that level, especially. So he taught me that. He taught me, you know, I taught him how to shoot better. He taught, he taught me everything else, you know? And I'll never forget, he was playing so hard that fucking game. He had eight points. And he averaged, like, 30 a game this year. He's like, he whispers in my ear, he's like, yo, you're not going to be the first person to hold me to on the double digits this whole year. It's not happening kid i said, all right let's go you got four minutes left on the fourth quarter it's 72 71 let's go this kid comes down as he just grabs ball he's a shooting guard he grabs as the point guard comes down full speed at me hits me with one of those alan iris and nasty ass crossovers uh at the top of uh just in, in just in front of the uh half court bar i picked him up a half court man. close hardcore man and i uh, hit me with one of these nasty crossovers i didn't fall for it I fucking took the step over, and I took the charge. I swear I took the charge. I got called for the block. Next play, uh, oh, no, that was that made it one and one. So he fucking gets in a free throw and like smiles at me, right? Makes the first free throw. That's nine points. Uh, makes the second free throw. That's 10 points. I held him to 10 points. He doesn't like to admit that I held uh, that I fucking put 21 on him, but I did. He will admit it, but it was seven pointers. So he's like, yeah, whatever. All you did was shoot over me. Good job, whatever. Anyway. Long story short, I'm an addict. I get obsessed with everything, and I think that that helps me and hurts me in my life. Uh, I've heard other people like me talk about this, and a lot of them say, get obsessed with exercising and diet, and watch how much your life improves. Your anxiety will get better. Your depression will get better. Your insomnia will definitely get better. You will not crave drugs anymore. You will not. Cra- I'm craving marijuana. That's really all I crave now. Uh, you guys know I've been clean for four months and 14 days four months and two weeks uh and i am i feeling good but and i don't crave anything except fucking weed man i smoked weed every day from 17 <clears throat> until i stopped four months ago and the only time the only day and night i never sm- i didn't smoke weed before sleep uh, was uh one week when i was 18 i went to puerto rico my ex-girl from my high school girl couldn't find weed out there it was fine it was absolutely fine but I crave it, I crave, I want to smoke weed so bad, so bad, I'm not sleeping good, look, it's fucking what, 3.15, I'll be home at 3.40, I won't go to sleep tonight, I'll stay up all night, I'll go to work tomorrow and I'll sleep hard tomorrow, man. that's not normal, you know what I mean, it's just not normal, I should go home, sleep until like, sleep from like fucking 6 at least, to like noon, 1 o'clock, I don't gotta be to work till 3 o'clock p.m. tomorrow, why not, why don't I do like a 6, 7 hour sleep, I can't, I can't relax ever, you guys, insomnia diagnosed at 12 years old what 12 year old has insomnia that's not normal you know what I mean um anyway so yeah I I am what's up I am craving the the, the marijuana I am big time like big time it's helped anyway whatever fuck it let me get that out of my mind uh what I was trying to say with this entire long ass story that uh if you're an addict there's help out there but at the same time if you're an addict but you don't feel you need help with like drugs and shit uh and you have a healthy way of living life that helps you with all this shit like mental illness or whatever the fuck anxiety uh if you feel like you don't really belong or you feel like you're the way i describe it is like uh if you go one out of 10 energy wise i'm always at a 12 which is why um you know i don't i mean i would here and there but i fucking hate stimulant drugs cocaine crack uh uh crystal meth all that shit adderall i hate any stimulant i only like down this is how my drug use progressed ready I was going to cut this off before, but I'm going to put the pics in the middle before this. So, all good, baby. Uh, This is how my drug use progressed. This is how bad it got towards EM, and I'm going to drop it after this. Before I tell you about how my drug use progressed, I just wanted to say, um, I do plan on joining a gym this week. Um, So this way, I'll be obsessed with stand-up comedy. I'll be working three days a week because I make enough money off sports betting right now uh, to do that, and I'll fucking do stand-up comedy every single night. give that 100%, get obsessed with that and then after the comedy club at this time right there's a ton of 24-hour uh gyms you know that i can uh you know have a whatever go to after this shift i think that's a great idea i think getting out of the comedy club now three o'clock ish go fucking work out for an hour hour and a half hard and uh let's see what happens um you know i'm gonna get uh, fucking obsessed with it the only thing i kind of need somebody to push me with this shit, but at this point, I'm just gonna fucking do it myself, baby. Uh, I have enough motivation now. I changed my diet. No more fast food. No more sugar at all. Zero sugar in a week and a half. Don't even, don't even want it. Don't even, don't even care. I looked at the cookie today. Made me sick. Fuck sugar. And now I'm also cutting out uh, carbs, bread and shit. I'm gonna try this keto thing, but I'm gonna kind of cheat with it a little bit because if I do straight keto. Uh, I'm going to become way too skinny. So I got to find out a way to do keto, and but at the same time taking enough ca- healthy calories and healthy fats and shit to where I can gain weight, not lose weight. Uh, if I do that uh, and exercise at the gym seven days a week, at least five days a week, shoot for seven, hour, hour and a half, two hours at a time, change my diet. Uh, everybody says that it will greatly improve all the... Uh, because guys the reason i, I use drugs is because so, i self-medicate that's why i like downers not upwards that's what my point was uh, I, you know and that brings me to my drug visit drug uh, progression this is how i went this is how bad it got okay uh when i was 15 uh i smoked weed for the first time didn't get high second time didn't get high third time fucking high as a bitch that was the first time i ever got high first time i got high this is what i did i fucking ate a bunch Went to bed at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, took a fucking hard nap from 5 to 7. You guys, I woke up, you know, it was my first time. I woke up at 7 o'clock, still high, but refreshed. Refreshed and high. So, my first thought when I woke up was like, first of all, I can go right back to bed right now until tomorrow. That's pretty fucking dope. To somebody who's not able to sleep, I was not, guys, at this age, I was not able to go to sleep until 4, o'clock in the morning. I had to be up by 6 for fucking, uh, for fucking uh, uh, school, you know? And Oh, I'm gonna go right back one more time to the uh, to the basketball after this joke possession story and then I'm done So progression story and then I'm done because I forgot to mention um, Something about basketball um, that I meant to say and it's I just lost it. So it doesn't give a fuck. Does, dude, it doesn't matter does it? Uh, but that always burned off my energy. But anyway, so the first thing oh, that's why because I played basketball and then I didn't smoke much anymore after that, but when I was 17 uh, after my junior year basketball season ended, uh, I planned I was going to smoke a little bit off summer, right? That's the first time uh, my buddy called me over. It was like 15 of us in the garage, you know, uh, 15, 16-year-old kids. And I guess my buddy got some really good weed. Like, up until then, I was smoking dirt with season. And this shit was some fire from New York City, right? Dude, I'll never forget. We smoked, like, seven blunts on, like, all of our people. I probably smoked a blunt and a half to the face. That's not good at that age. You don't need that much. And I fucking drove my buddies home. Now, a week before this was the first time I had ever gotten drunk. Looking back, this is one of the ways I knew I had a problem with this age. I knew by fucking eight eight years old, even my, my parents knew. But uh, looking back, you know, normal drinkers when they're kids, they'll have a couple beers the first time. You know, they are not going to get blackout drunk. Well, the first time I ever really drank, I met my buddies out at uh, the park. Just walking around, I drank a fucking three quarters of a bottle of Malibu rum. Not a good idea. Uh, And then chase that shit with like six or seven fucking smearing off ices. Yeah, I know. Great, right? You're not going to get sick at all. All Right? So I started getting drunk or whatever. I remember sitting in another park. We walked like fucking 80 blocks. Get to another park. We're sitting there chilling. It's actually across from our high school. And uh, I was just chilling, chilling, chilling. Somebody has two joints of some weed, right? So the week before I first got my first high, not the highest I was yet. Like it was just a nice high that helped me sleep right i got super high after this oh my god a couple days after this experience i got so high i had to drive people around like i I would forget which way i was going to live there my entire life i couldn't feel the steering wheel felt like i was like fucking i just felt oh so stoned uh anyway this first time i got drunk you guys like really really drunk i fucking uh god damn i gotta take a piss outside it's not a good idea uh i got super fucking drunk over that three-quarter malibu Three-quarter bottle of Malibu, fucking uh, six or seven off Ices. People still to this day make, me fun, make fun of me for that because, oh, you got mad drunk on like, off Ices? Yeah. At fucking 15, 16 years old, uh, six or seven of them and three-quarters of a bottle of hard liquor? Yeah. It's going to get me fucked up. But I was all right at that point. I was all right. Like, yeah, I was starting to feel drunk. but And I drank it fast, too. But somebody had two joints, right? So they pull that out. They light them. It comes to me. Now, I don't know why. Habit. I don't know. I took one like guy, you guys. One little pull and inhaled off that joint you guys and life just got insane. My fucking head started spinning so fucking hard. You guys know as adults mixing uh especially if you're not used to it very much, mixing fucking drunkness alcohol wise with a fucking with weed can be fucking tough, you know what I'm saying? Um so you know, do the best you can. Um, I got so fucked up that night, you guys, that uh I had to get walked home and I was on sixty-eighth Street and like across town. Just poor girl, she lived across the street from this Erica to this God bless her heart. Walked me stumbling down all that way. It had to be three, four, five miles. I don't know. I get home and I fucking I think I look alright, you know, I'm I'm normal. I walk in immediately my mom goes, What you partying last night or something, tonight or something? I was like nah, I'm good. clean. Like, hm. the only time my mom saw me like that was uh, about uh, a year later. I figured, you know what? I found some clonopin in her in her thing. I didn't know too much about it. I thought in order to get high off of pills, you had to take like more than the dose, you know, to like take extra. I didn't know you could just take one and get fucking high. So this is so funny. We go to Times Square, me and my ex-girlfriend. We're young, uh, and some scalper comes up to us, and I'm already starting to feel the clonopin. Looking back, I just didn't know it at the time. And that shit makes you make bad decisions, man. Every time I do it now, I get fucking thrown in jail every single time. But, uh, so this, Scott, this, uh, Broadway ticket, uh, Broadway play ticket guy comes up. He's like, yo, mom want to see Lion King? And I'm like, you know what, babe? Fuck it. You want to see Lion King? I'm like, how much? He's like, a oh, hundred bucks each. I'm like, bro, I'll give you a hundred bucks for two. He says, good, sold. I call my mom. This is when I still have my family. Mom, uh, can I take a hundred bucks? I used to have her ATM card. Can I take a hundred bucks out of your, out of your ATM card so me and, uh, Leanna could go see, uh, the Lion King, yeah, sure, go ahead, take that as boom, 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 go see Lion King. So, <laughs> midway to the Lion King, I had to eat maybe four, two milligram clonopins now. Uh, clonopins are benzos, like Xanax chip, uh, but a little bit stronger, a little bit longer, acting a little bit different than Danix. So, we're sitting there, I don't remember a fucking lick about that fucking play, it's like I never saw it. Uh, and then you know, during the play, I'm not feeling it. bit, I'm thinking passed out during the play, slept the whole time. Uh, don't know what my girl was doing. Just like a half, and we get out of the play, uh, and fucking, and I threw up all over the place right in the middle of the theater. It was so bad. Long story short, we get back on the bus to go to Jersey. This is when I have my car, my first car. Uh, I get into the car. Somehow, I drive from just to give you an idea. I drive from like 20th Street to her house at like 59th Street. Uh, you know, pretty much across town again. Drop her off. I have no recollection of this at all, but I know it happened. I have a recollection of getting to my house, right? So I get to my house. Now I'm parallel parking in front of my house on my driveway. All I remember is I get halfway parallel parking and I must have passed out then because I woke up and the back of my car was smashed into the front of the other car behind me. So whatever. Didn't realize it really until the morning. Parked, went upstairs. And again, my mom comes right to me, what are you, partying tonight? And I said, ma, I smell my breath. I just don't feel good. Fucking fucked up on benzos, right? So I got away with it that time, but uh, so this was my first uh, drunk and my first benzo used. Anyway, so my drug progression once again went like this, right? When I was 15, I found weed, and that was it. I said, oh, literally out loud, I said, oh my god, this is the solution to like 90% of my problems. I don't have any anxiety. I'm not depressed. I'm happy. I'm laughing. Music sounds amazing, and I could sleep whenever I want, like instantly. Like, I fucking smoked weed for the first three years. I fell asleep every time when it was good weed. I just passed out. I could not help. I could not stay awake. Meanwhile, we're smoking like three gram blunts to the face, but that's probably part of it. But I just, I loved it. I fucking loved smoking. I would always be told, man, you waste weed, man. Why do you go right to sleep? Because I can't sleep without it, and that sleep is fucking incredible. Leave me alone. That's how I like to use it. You know, eventually, smoking every day, uh, you stop really getting as high as always, as usual, no matter how good the weed is after a while, and you, it doesn't help with steam at all, right? So then, uh, I go to college, smoking mad weed, spending, literally, I would go home on the weekends, I would go to school Mondays and Thursday, no classes Friday, I would valet park Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I would get paid cash, about $100, $150 each shift. Sometimes I would get 400 on Sunday, I would have 400 cash by Sunday, I would spend no joke. I, I was a fucking idiot too at this point. I didn't have a great dealer. He only sold 20 at this point, and the twenties guys were like 0. .7, 0. .8. You got like two skimpy little blunts out of it. So I would go to him and buy fucking you know $300 worth of twenties. I didn't know you could buy ounces or quarters at this point. I'm a young kid. I had one dealer. What am I gonna do? It was the best way didn't in, in around. So I was spending you know 300 400 fucking towards the end of, of college, obviously. I realized that I was buying quarter pounds and fucking selling them to the campus. I always wanted to sell weed at the campus, but I went to school in Philly, and back then in like, oh, oh two, oh three, the big fucking weed down there, especially in parts of Philly, especially in the part I was at, was fucking dirt seasoned. So when I told them a 20 bag would get them like a blunt and a half, two blunts, skimpy ones, they're like, what? A 20 for us gets us fucking seven or eight, but what are you talking about? Like, yeah, but." the weed is completely different never could sell the weed if i could have sold them like 1.2 20s which i definitely could not i guess i'm two grams 20s now in this day and age but they weren't having it so i could not sell blood so i'd bunch, buy a bunch of 20s smoke them all and they were always gone by tuesday early wednesday so yeah i'd have to go home early and it was it sucks looking back but that's a lot of fucking money stupid like i could have began what i could have been spending 100 bucks a week and been fine and had extra at the end anyway the weed stopped working right and now i'm in college and the college i went to is essentially a drug use in college it was fucking crazy like i would say 75 to 80 percent of everybody in that school was using hardcore and i had 12 really close friends that we all used with all the time everything and uh 11 of us became addicts one of us got away safely and she's still not doing great she's got like eight kids anyway all of us became addicts uh nine of 11 of us are clean no i'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Five of the lemons are clean, four are just dead, and two others are still out there running pretty hard. One heroin, one heroin and crack. So, uh, this is where I discovered Xanax. Okay, and the weed had stopped working, like I said. So I started taking Xanax, and out loud I say, "Holy shit, this is for me. This is gonna solve all my problems. No more anxiety. That's literally what it's for." They don't tell you though you know when you take xanax for a few days a week two weeks three weeks in a row especially if you're prescribed it even even if you take it the right dose when you stop taking it you're going to have rebound anxiety which means all that anxiety you had before you took it that it helped is going to come back time two times three times four so good luck with that just if you guys are prescribed benzodiazepines, valium xanax ativan uh 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 uh, fucking, uh, uh clonopin all that shit guys i really highly recommend getting off of there's better drugs out there to help your anxiety i can help you with that i take them myself they're not narcotic uh benzos are narcotics they're highly addictive but not only they're highly addictive like mentally but fucking physically you guys trying to stop benzodiazepines even if you wean off them it's the most dangerous scary hardest ter- most terrible withdrawal you can ever feel i did it once i was on uh nine milligrams of Xanax for six years a day, nine milligrams a day. That's a ton. If you guys know about sticks, two milligram sticks, that's four and a half, uh, uh, two milligram Xanax bar. That's incredibly too much. And even that stopped working after a while, right? So the doctor I was getting from, Crooked Doctor obviously gave me that much. Uh, he just literally cut me off one day. He was getting heat from the feds and shit, DEA. And uh, he just cut me off, so he said, can't come anymore. So, okay, cool. Gave me four refills and that was it. Right, I ran out on like my last couple. I fucking took my last one. The very next night, or next, the night after the first night. Um, yeah, you guys, it was like really bad heroin withdrawal, physically, times fucking the most insane mental withdrawal. It's like you hallucinate really bad. You can have really bad deadly seizures. That's why you have to go to a, a medical detox. It's like alcohol, similar withdrawals, like how you can die. The only two you can actually die from. You can't die from fucking opiate or heroin. Drugs. You can't die. You want to feel like you're gonna die, and you would like to, but it's not gonna happen no matter what. Not from the acute withdrawals, anyway. Maybe from like the side effects, like maybe mad, dehydrate whatever. Anyway, so benzodiazepines super dangerous. If you're taking Xanax right now, if you prescribed it, ask your doctor next visit. Please get me off these things, okay? And if it's really bad, the way I did it, luckily, thank God, I looked on the internet. I said. Zanac withdrawal doctors. There was about eleven across the country. There was one in New Jersey. This was the fucking sent from God himself, you guys. The fucking only doctor that did this thing called the Ashton method was across the street from the house I was living in with my mother. Across, how, what are the chances of that? People were coming from Alaska, from every state in this country to come see this guy for help with uh, benzo withdrawals, right? The way he did it was something called the Ashton Method, right? You start off at a, at a significant dose of value, 50 milligrams a day for me, which is a ton of volume. I didn't feel it. It just made me fucking normal because it's Xana. And every week or so, you cut down a half to a milligram. And you could think of how long uh, one to two weeks of cutting a half to one milligram down uh, from 50 is going to take. took me about six and a half to seven years. Some doctors disagree with it. Some medical professors disagree with it. If that didn't happen, I would fucking be dead with y'all so thank god for that doctor he doesn't even do it anymore because then people started taking advantage they were going in strictly to get valium and benzos and then they would go use heroin on top of the valium and benzos and overdose and fucking die with his you know uh medicine bottles with his name on it in the cabinet so he was starting to get some heat on it too he said fuck without doing no more so uh long story short luckily uh, i got seven years with him and i got completely off the vibe. I was, guys, I was on a milligram, one milligram or a half milligram for like a year and a half, That I could not completely stop. Anyway, uh, so yeah, benzos stopped working. And I really don't want to take them anymore anyway. So I would fucking take benzos and then drink alcohol on top of it. That's that shit. Because now you can take a, a one milligram as opposed to nine milligrams and fucking drink a couple 24 ounce beers or whatever on top of it. And get better off than you would have with just the fucking, with just the, uh, with just the benzo. Sorry, dude was walking past me in the street, and I don't trust anybody anymore. I'm ready to fight anybody who looks at me crazy. So, um, I learned about that. So I started drinking. This is, and I learned about this way before, but I just, I would still take nine milligrams to drink. it was just too much. But in order to keep my anxiety at bay, this, this is the progression. So the weed stopped working, the benzo stopped working, the Benzos with the alcohol kind of stopped working right? So then, I would mix three, I would fucking, my nightly ritual was take one to two milligrams of Xanax or Valium or any I could get my hands on, because I had no scripts at this point, and fucking drink as like, until I started feeling fucking the way I wanted to feel, and then I would smoke a blunt and pass out. Then, guys, that stopped working. So when that stopped working, I started searching for more shit, and what's the next thing I found? Fucking heroin oxycon at first oxycon for a week and i went straight to heroin after that i actually found oh you don't know no the first time i ever took was in college uh freshman year of college and i took we split an 80 milligram on four people so i took 20 milligrams that to this day was the best opiate high i've ever had in my life i stayed in one position spooning with this girl for about 30 hours no joke did not move happiest i ever felt in my entire life so you chase that high i've never felt that ever again with any opiates. Um, So, yeah. So, then I found, uh, I figured, let me take, okay, let me do this. Let me, now I'm already addicted to heroin at this point. I skipped a little bit. But, you know, I did heroin when I was 18. Got addicted, stopped when I was 19. From 19 uh, to 21, I stopped again. Relapsed again from 21 to 22, used all year. At 22, I got clean. And I was clean off of heroin uh, from 22 to 26 six or 26 yeah and i'll tell you the story about why i realized i'm the next story i'm gonna tell you about drugs is the four biggest uh life uh life ha- life events that made me use the first two that made me use and the first two that made me relapse the two big times. and i think you'll like that story too so anyway fucking now um so i'm clean from 22 to 26 at 26 I go down the shore with my family we go on a vacation we had just got whole, the whole family got a bunch of money my uncle was a multi-millionaire 6.5 million it was worth uh, in paradise California which is gone now the whole town is gone now for fires uh, but he did really well from South California he passed away he left some money to my three my mother and her two brothers my two uncles he left it to the other side of the family three people and he left me um, 65,000, but he left them like fucking 350,000 each, which was bullshit. Guys, they're all junkies too. My mom lasted the longest. She let that 350 grand go in about two years and two months. My uncle's burnt through it on crack and shit within, with under a year, one of them, and a year and a half, the other one. So yeah, good job. If, if I got 350 grand, shit. I would have maybe spent 100 grand by now. This was fucking 10 years ago, maybe 150 grand, because I would have put the rest in the fucking, in, in some kind of fucking, thing where they gain interest and i would have fucking been still living off that fucking interest i guarantee it probably not with the heroin addiction but anyway at that fucking uh vacation at that vacation house i was clean off of heroin sure that entire time i was popping xanax and drinking on top of it that's just what i did and smoking weed of course right i was drinking so much like i was waking up in the morning seven eight o'clock in the morning and grabbing a corona with my breakfast and one day like the fifth or sixth day we were there we were there for 10 days I'm standing there with my ex-girlfriend, who I still love to this day, uh, my mom, and my sister. And I'm talking to my mom, and my mom makes a comment like this: "How about you get that fucking alcohol you have for two seconds to talk to me?" I'm like, "Whoa, what? I'm not even drunk or anything right now." Meanwhile, in the back of my head, I still have some of that Xanax in me, so maybe this Corona'll, you know, bang it up. But I was fine. I was completely sober-ish at this point. I'm like, why would you say that? Mom, you been drinking too? Yeah, but not seven o'clock in the morning. I'm like, mom. I'm fucking 26 years old. I can do like whatever I want, really, and like unless it's kid. Like I made dinner every single night. I grilled these beautiful, beautiful spreads. I made pot everything, I, and my mom was pissed because nobody was helping her with the cleanup. But at the same time, she didn't fucking ask anybody to help clean up. Nobody, right? So we're upstairs one time, pretty much all of us except my mom. We're smoking some weed, getting high, you know, whatever, just hanging out at the roof. And we're hearing shit banging, boom, boom home downstairs, right? And fucking we go downstairs and well no, my uncle goes downstairs and all I hear is the loudest screaming I've ever heard in my life. Loud screaming and my mom offended me big time twice here. Hurt me once and offended me once. She goes to me, she goes to me and my girl. Listen, she goes, my girl's name with my ex Cheryl. She goes, Cheryl, you haven't done a fucking thing since you've been here. You haven't taken out the garbage, you haven't cleaned one dish, you haven't offered nothing. I go, whoa mom, hang on, hang on, hang on. I thought we were all having a great time. If you need help with the garbage, or you need help clean up, or whatever, ask. Like, I'm sorry she didn't fucking... This girl did nothing. That's what she said was really bad. This girl has been doing nothing. This girl? I've been with this girl for six years now. This girl? Who the fuck... Like, excuse me. You're my mother, but at the same time, no fucking disrespect my girl. Nobody disrespects my girl or my mother. I don't give a fuck. My girl's not gonna disrespect my mother. My mother's not gonna disrespect my girl. feel me? So... Fucking up. That night was really bad. It was the biggest What's up, bro? My brother, you got a dollar? Yeah hey, man, I'm fucked up too. I'm in the streets. Let me okay, like this take two pull.
1: I'm homeless, there. I've been homeless for on and off
0: for fucking two years, but I'm just back on now for about two months. I played off right. I don't like that fucking shit shit. But me? That's all I'm up there. Grimy, shit. dirty, and you know, all that shit. Let me take Yo, two pull No shit, it's it's it's, a, it's like a step down. Though. Because I that sell. Com- com- now nah, listen, shit. I am Bellevue. I- oh, Bellevue, Bellevue, bro. I-, I sell comedy tickets in Times Square, so I gotta keep myself, you know, yeah, decent, yeah. you know. Oh, mhm. I wouldn't call it a know? job. I'm a it's junkie, a bro. Yeah, so yeah, I fuck them, I sell. Uh, I do heroin. Oh, what? So you, yo, what you doing now? I'm good. I'm straight. Yeah, I'm straight. Yeah, you my over there. Nah, I'm good. I appreciate that, brother. But I'm working. You see what happened, was, bro? Let me tell you what happened. Two weeks ago, right? I fucking, I saved up $750. I was gonna put 200 to the company to find me a room. 200 first week, 200 deposit, right? Had that shit, I go see some some dude I've been seeing for like two weeks, on am 47 a night. Right, I'm like, I need four bags, give me $60 change, I got a hundred bucks. Grabs a hundred bucks, dips, right? Gone, hundred dollars. Then, some dude comes up to me, he's like, yo, I just gave somebody a bundle for you. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't ask for a bundle. I just gave somebody a bundle for you and he didn't give me no money. Now you owe me a hundred bucks. I say, excuse me? Then they start putting their hands on me and shit. I got, bro, they took all my money, bro. $600, so I'm back I'm back at square one, bro. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. If I, huh? I'm broke right now. My brother, I did all my dough. I'm done for the night, bro. I wish I had something. You know, I still comment check tickets. I See make that, $40 bucks a, huh? well, I'm on Crystal Met, too. Yeah. Uh, I know it's no good. I'm getting bad again, but I'm on the streets. What the fuck I'm supposed to do? I don't like sleeping on the street. I don't trust nobody. So I'd rather be up all night feel me well it's all good good to meet you my brother right, i'm man. comedy nice john you see me around say what's up uh yeah sorry about that um i just like that guy i'm not on the streets i got places i got a house and i stay with my grandpa too i just wanted to make him feel good because he's super fucked up and he's asking me for money and shit I, that's my excuse to these guys you don't look homeless yeah i had to make an excuse for that at work motherfucker anyways is getting to an hour now okay so i lost my train of okay yeah so uh let's just get to my drug production and then i'm done progression and i'm done so when the xanax and the alcohol stopped working, this was my nightly ritual for like a seven year run okay when i got really bad this is when i hit rock bottom the second or third time and what i mean by rock bottom is homeless broke no job no friend no family etc okay the maximum uh recording time for this is an hour so i'm gonna have to cut this off and start a new segment no big deal um but yeah so once the xanax and the alcohol stop working alone so i would take two i would take a milligram to a milligram and a half of xanax drink two or three 24-ounce beers then i would um do like a like a six, like as much as i can afford a 50 to 100 dollars heroin shot which is a ton of dope and fucking shoot that into my vein and then i would light the blunt that i had already pre-rolled every night i would wake up with like a three-quarters to a half a blunt on my chest Wake up at like 4, take two hits of that, pass back out. Nodding out, falling out, you know? That's too much drugs. Uh, This last time and the time before, when you go to rehab at this place, they make you write down what drugs you think you have in your system that you've used recently or used regularly. Guys, I had to write down 8 drugs. It was so eye-opening. Not only that, but when the urine test came back and the blood test came back, I had 17 different drugs in my system. You don't know what you are getting. You know, they were cutting fucking uh heroin fentanyl already at the sun they were cutting it with benzos. I had six different benzos to me clonophin adivin value all of them Xanax every every benzo you could have I had amphetamines in my system uh which is methamphetamine crystal meth um I had coke I had uh coke and crack which is the same drug uh I had fucking this is kind of embarrassing. I had fucking uh, uh what else did I have? bunch of other shit Jack. just really crazy shit man oh ghb which i didn't think they could test for uh ketamine <laughs> and uh, yeah i got bad you guys so my nightly ritual was those four things and i just couldn't take it anymore hit rock bottom wound up living in the hotels then the street and once i got to the street point i said "Fuck it i gotta check in the rehab i went into the rehab super fucked up i said listen guys i need detox detox today if i go back out there i'm not making it back they had me upstairs. It takes six to eight hours to get into a rehab and detox. I was upstairs in 10 to 15 minutes. I was in bad shape. Plus I've been there seven or eight times before so they knew me. Uh, and they don't do that often. So they brought me right upstairs. Um, nurse sat with me named Stephanie. I love her to death to this day. Sat with me at the edge of my bed uh, for the first probably 30 hours or her whole shift, whatever it was, it felt like 30 hours. And every time I would pass out or fall asleep, they would wake me up. They would not let me sleep. Uh, they didn't want me to overdose or fall out. So thank God for them. And now I'm four months and today two weeks clean. So four months and two weeks clean is the longest time I've had in a long time. I just didn't want you guys to think I was a fake drug addict because I'm big time. I'm hardcore and I'm not proud of it. It's fucking embarrassing to a point. Uh, but at the same time, all I'm doing really is self-medicating because once again, I hate stimulants and subprisomate. That's just pretty amazing. At least for the first two hours or so. Um, so I was just self-medicating my entire life now when i went to rehab this last time this psych was really good he put me on the proper doses of the psych meds i was already on uh so this way they actually work and then he put me on a new one to help me sleep um if i got told you guys what i was on if you're curious dm me i'm embarrassed to say what they are because they're pretty heavy duty like one's an antipsychotic one's an antidepressant that helps with a bunch of other shit including sleep the antipsychotic also helps with sleep people take half or, or like a quarter of the of what i'm prescribed just at night i take it all day too uh and just they can't keep it the heads up like i'm bad you guys my insomnia is bad and my tolerance is bad for everything so anyway i'm doing good with the drugs uh i'm gonna come right back and tighten this up the last little bit and uh i hope you enjoyed it and if not that's cool too i love you guys i'll be right back all right i'm back but that's pretty much it i'm just gonna wrap this shit up uh i hope you enjoyed that i got pretty off track i did not mean i didn't mean that to be more than eight to ten minutes it became an hour um and i can't even believe that and i'm fucking stone cold server see this is how i am normally you guys you know like on a scale of one to ten energy wise my whole life i've been nine ten eleven twelve thirteen you know that's my level so i've always started self-medicating you know anytime i found a better stronger drug that knocked me out completely and made me feel nothing you, know, you can't go much higher than mixing heroin, xanax, alcohol, and weed all at once every single day. You can't get any higher than that. The only place left for you to go after that is jail, which my next time I get caught, I'm going straight to prison for two years flat or five years with an 85. Um, either one, not good. I don't belong in prison. I won't do well. Been in jail plenty of times, too many times. Uh, and this last charge was serious enough for me to get one more something in that area, and I'm fucked. You know, I got a kidnapping felony charge on my record. That's another story for another day. Um, I got a uh, conspiracy to manufacture crystal meth. I got a conspiracy to uh, distribute uh, over 50 grams of heroin. I got a conspiracy to um, uh, transport uh, uh, schedule one narcotics over state lines, which is not good. But that's two charges. That's one. Conspiracy to distribute, uh, uh, transport, and conspiracy to transport over over state lines. Those are two big ones. Conspiracy is a big one. Uh, To distribute anything over 50 grams is a big one. This one is heroin. Uh, Thank God it was not cut with fentanyl. I'd be fucked. Thank God nobody died off of the shit I sold. Um, Yeah, man. I became a drug dealer selling the entire Midtown Manhattan. Uh, between at the end not bragging 500 to 800 bags, $10 bags a day had to bring my he would give me fucking 100 bags at a time I'm not ashamed of saying this I don't give a fuck it's all public knowledge anyway he would give me 100 bags at a time at first um, and I would have to bring him back 700 I keep 300 I would do 100 worth of my profit in my arm I would pay $150 for the hotel so the first batch $300 gone every day plus be giving shorts here and there doing deals for my friends here and there so that was gone every day so i did that towards the end i was you guys i was doing that i was picking up 100 bags uh five six seven eight nine the most I ever picked that was ten times in the day so ten that's three thousand dollars profit in a day i would have like twenty two hundred twenty three hundred at the end of the day when all was said and done i did this for five and a half months okay um it got to the point where i was getting uh Fucking 50 sleeves at a time which is uh fucking what is that 500 bags uh $10 bags that's 5,000 I would have to bring him uh 40 oh whatever 30 3500 and that's 1500 profit uh and I was doing that twice a day so it got crazy apparently I sold to two uh undercover police officers or CIs confidential informants who got arrested ratted me out uh because there's no way i sold to an undercover cop it's just impossible i knew everybody who i sold to i guess it's possible whatever uh and then this is the crazy part my goal was that i might have told you this on the podcast already but i'm being more specific now i'm not ashamed of it um i actually go to court on the 29th still for this fucking same charge trying to get it down lower 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 uh my first offer was a city year which means you spend a year in rikers you don't have to go to upstate prison uh, which isn't too bad, but my lawyer, my fucking first public pretender lawyer was like, yeah, take that. It's a good deal. I'm like, are you fucking insane? I know it's my first time, but I'm not stupid, bro. That shit went from a city year to fucking uh, uh, five years probation and forfeiture of the money I had on me, $455. This is not drug money, and I can prove that. I'll get that back. Uh, now my lawyer says it's down to three years. So what's going to happen is when they offer me three years uh and plead guilty to the felony charge, uh or just one of them, they're not gonna not to one of them. This is not the one I was just talking about with the multiple, multiple things. That happened prior and I already dealt with that. But this one, uh, it's kind of a bullshit one because I uh okay, so my goal was to save up between uh seventy five and hundred fifty thousand dollars in my bank account. Um or cash. Actually I didn't want to open a bank account too much paper trail. And they can get that shit, right? So my goal was to save between 75 grand and 150 grand, uh, and then I would stop completely, right? So at this point, I had 82 thousand dollars and like 800 bucks in my in my possession, right? Or hidden away shit in places. Um, so <laughs> this is what happened. I think I might have told you this as well, but I don't think I did. Uh, I usually shut down my operation. It was just me. I was going straight to the connect, getting the best price of anybody out here, and the shit was fire. So everybody was coming to me for fucking eight to nine months, right? I got to a um, hundred and I got up to one eighty at one point, but it was, it's a long story. I gave some away, all the shit. Basically, at the end of the day, I had when this happened, I had one hundred eighteen thousand dollars saved up, right, and a little bit more than whatever, about one hundred eighteen grand, one hundred twenty grand, we'll say, It'd be easy, right? I always shut it down from between like one thirty or two thirty in the morning till about 7:30 to about seven thirty to nine thirty in the morning, right? Uh, I get a call 5.15 in the morning. This guy, Scott, who to this day, I don't know if he was the snitch or what, but uh, whatever. So he comes to me. Listen, man, I'm so sick. I haven't done anything in fucking 30 hours. When you see me, you'll know how sick I am. You know how this could be, bro. Listen, I got $30 straight money. Can I come get three? I said, you know what, bro? I'll take care of you. Come now. When I would make sales and moves and shit, I would take these motherfuckers on a mile and a half walk each like nobody's following us right nobody's following us be careful let's make a bunch of turns let's go all over the city like i would say we were from like 25th street and 6th avenue to fucking 48th street and madison with or like 3rd avenue to make it easier for you guys long ass walks people hated it but i had the best shit. and you were gonna do what i told you to fucking do right so this time like an asshole i go right outside the hotel staying. i go across the street and he's there I hand them the bags, I get the 30 bucks, and I start walking away. I take three steps back the opposite way. Um, I was gonna go to McDonald's, grab something to eat real quick, and get a couple drinks, snap or some shit. And I hear this Hey, buddy, stop right there. I'm like, Oh, fuck. Immediately, I know it's cops. I turn around, it's detectives. Uh, Plain clothes detectives. I'm like, Can I please see your badge, officer? Because, you know, there's people out here, stick up boys. They're They're like, Stick up boys? What are you, a big time drug dealer? I'm like, fuck, they really just say stick a poise? I just want to be safe. They show me their badge and they go, listen, what, what did you just sell that kid in the orange shirt? I said, I don't know how I thought of this so quickly, but it was the best thing in the world I possibly could have said. I couldn't just deny it. So I said, listen, officer, a couple of days ago, I bought an eighth of weed. You know what I mean? It's like three grams a week, right? Three and a half grams a week. Uh, I paid 30 bucks for it. I don't smoke that much, officer. I asked this kid if he wanted to split it with me. Uh, I gave him half of the thirty dollars, so I get my half for free. He goes, "Oh yeah, what was the water money? You would just kind of put in your pocket." And meanwhile, everything was upstairs in the hotel, like fucking a lot, like fucking I don't know, twenty-four hundred bags, ten-dollar bags of dope, and a bunch of cash, like fucking fifty grand in cash, and probably like I don't know, a lot of shit in there, just with an open drawer. Anyway, so I get to them, I say, "What's up, Bob? It's not gonna help you, Dad." I get them to that point. I say, "Listen." I sold him a half a half eighth of weed for 30 bucks, right? What's that water money we just counting? I said, Officer, oh, go in my pocket. I show him, I said, look, it's a $20 bill and a $10 bill. You wanna search me, go for it. I don't have another dime on me. I have no drugs on me. It was just a little bit of weed out there. So my, I think I did tell this part of the story, but I'm gonna keep going. I'll give a fuck my podcast. If you enjoy it, keep listening. If not, fuck off. I love you anyway. Uh so I tell them the weed thing, they say, Hey, Ashley, thanks for being honest. We do appreciate that. However, they got on the phone, on the, on the radio. Goes to his partner, I guess in another car. Hey guys, uh, do me a favor, go down to 30th, between 30th and 29th on uh, Broadway. Stop the guy in the orange shirt, see what he's got on the street. I got saved by God right here I hear back, shh. Uh, Listen guys, uh, car's went through here, whatever, is that great, fucking call me. Uh, we're getting gas right now. Uh, so we need about uh, 10 to 15 minutes. we all the way about, we're about uh, We're about 10 minutes away driving. So be there in about 10 minutes
1: they say all right
0: just forget it if they would have fucking went and stopped him and found the dope on him instead of the weed fuck so this is where it goes from here the fucking one cop was cool the other one was kind of a dick uh but that's always how it is uh he goes listen i'm gonna i'm gonna look up your name if you have any warrants we gotta take you in. you know that i said yes officer i understand that but if you don't have any warrants or nothing crazy uh we'll let you go and let you have a good night Because everything I said was, like, just great. Because he was like, what are you staying in this grimy hotel for if you live in New Jersey? My New Jersey ID. I said, listen, man, I work in Times Square. I got a new apartment on the 1st. It's not ready yet. I'm waiting for it to be ready. I stay here because it's convenient to my job. Okay, that makes sense. Cool. No problem. So now they're looking up my name on their little fucking... They have all these new gadgets that they could not do back in the day. So they look up my name. And at this point, I say, obviously, you know what, man? I fucking turn around, I put my hands against the wall, and I said, should I put them against, behind my back, or you wanna search me first? He goes, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, listen, man, I got four warrants. He's like, what are they for, man? I'm like, stupid ass shit. Three of them are selling fucking comedy tickets in an authorized area, or an area I'm not supposed to sell tickets in, and one of them is not for displaying my proper uh, license to sell tickets in Times Square, which I had when it was in my wallet. These motherfuckers want around your neck, like so I got failure to display. You know, you go in front of the judge for these charges, you guys, and the judge fucking laughs I says, have a good day. I'm dismissing all this shit. It's so stupid that uh, after I got arrested this this time, uh, they fucking give me a ticket for the same shit. Failure to display ID. But he has it. Like, what the fuck? Is that really a big deal? So they gave me that ticket. Literally, two weeks later, I get in the mail. No, I don't. I don't get anything in the mail. I go to court that day. I tell him my name. I tell him everything. I don't got nothing here for you. I don't see anything here oh man I said officer can you check all the precincts he's like, I just did brother i don't see nothing here for you nothing at all I'm like so what do I do if this is a mistake and I get a warrant off me how did I find that out he's like I don't really know but you're not in the system if it was here I mean if it's not here you're probably good uh, so I go home about a week later I check my mail because uh, I get my mail at my grandpa's place where I'm staying here now taking care of him for a couple weeks and I hadn't been down there. I had to check my mail so uh, the first <laughs> The first letter I open is from, uh, you know, the fucking courts or whatever. I open. I think it's something bad because it's always something bad. And it says uh, the ticket received on two twenty-two, whatever the fuck it was, uh, like February sometime. They were like, uh, these charges have been dismissed. No need to go to court. Uh, you're good. Thanks for your cooperation. So it just it got thrown out before it even got to the judge. That's how stupid this shit was. So these warrants are bullshit. But I also had a heroin charge warrant in New Jersey, which I don't believe comes up on those. I think they just checked New York. So I got lucky there too. I mean, never not to mention the other two warrants I in New Jersey. Um, so they go, listen, man, these are so stupid fucking warrants. We got better shit to do. We're the major drug crime force out here. Listen, man, do, be a good kid, have a good night, get the fuck out of here. I was like, are you serious? So I was like, absolutely, man. Have a good night, get the fuck out of here. Uh, that was the last time I ever sold even one bag of heroin, okay? Had that money in the bank. And looking back, I know why they let me go now. It wasn't because I was honest with them. It wasn't because of anything. They had to have seen on my fuck when they searched my name that I was already under investigation for, like, six, seven months uh, from the Midtown South Narcotics Squad, right? So they were like, fuck it. He'll get him eventually, right? So don't sell another bag for... Uh, Five and a half months, right? Uh, still using at this point. Could not kick the dope habit, and I go to <laughs> this kid's a certified fucking snitch now. Everybody knows it. Uh, this 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 is this type of kid. Ready? Right? He, he gets arrested for heroin sales, right? Goes to Rikers, you know, uh, the city jail here where everybody goes after central booking. You either go to the tombs uh, or Rikers. Most people go to Rikers. Uh, so he goes to Rikers. Uh, he does. Uh, 20 days in Rikers and he gets bailed out but listen to this you guys he gets bailed out $10,000 cash with drug money from his Kinect his Kinect has the balls to go bail him out let me tell you something it doesn't work like that my mom bailed me out right she said she had to send fucking her last 50 pesos she had to give it the address of her job she had to send fake statements she had to send proof of her identity all this crazy shit there's no way he went and bailed him out 10,000 cash. It doesn't happen like that. You know what I'm saying? Not to mention, two weeks after he gets out for that, he gets popped with 6,000 bags of heroin up. Okay? Listen to this shit. He's out in two weeks. Out in two weeks. Okay? About four days after he gets uh, let out for that, this motherfucker gets arrested again for the same heroin sale charge. Now when this happens, what they do is, they keep you in Rikers, you have no bail, you can't get out no matter what, until all three of those cases are over. Now that's a three, four, five year period of time that he's staying in the Rikers, okay? This motherfucker's out in three fucking days? First of all, when you're out on bail, and you get locked up again, or arrested for any little thing, they keep you fucked. <laughs> you're fucked. Now you can't get bail for this new one, okay? certified Smith, this fucking guy. I'll give out his fucking full name on here. I don't give a fuck. Fuck this kid. This kid is still <clears throat> still selling dope in Manhattan. Fucking It's gotta go be going on six years now, this kid. Not to mention, his connect had him pulling in probably a fucking 600 grand every year selling dope. And he's not arrested. He's fine. Nobody ratted him out yet? He's a big... Oh, boy. Anyway, it gets me so angry, you guys. So the motherfucker gets out on bail three times. He's fine. Listen to this. He's still probably the fifty-sixth biggest dope dealer in Manhattan, except he doesn't come to midtown anymore and stays in Chinatown, which is downtown. So if you want to see me i to go downtown. Okay? So this is the story. I wait I was waiting for him on 42nd and 6th Avenue. If you know anything about Manhattan, it's a super like touristy area. It's right by Times Square, a block or two away from Rockefeller Center. And uh you know, I mean, I'm meeting them there. I had got $25 in my hand. I was going to get three $10 bags for 25 bucks, right? I text them. taking a little while. I text them. And now I know it was taking a while. He was trying to fucking direct the cops and shit. Because the cops are not using GPS on the phone to fucking find people like that. Uh, right? I text them. Where you at? Uh, I'm across the street. Literally, I'm looking at you. I'll be there in three to five seconds. All right, cool. Guys, before I can fucking... One letter back, or say a word to them. Fucking, I got fucking four gigantic New York City plainclothes detectives. If you know anybody, anything about this, this is shit. They got me in the back of the van with I said, Yo, what the fuck is going on? I'm not doing nothing wrong. I don't have any drugs on me. I don't have any paraphernalia on me. I got four hundred fifty-five dollars on me. If you check my text messages, ten minutes before you guys came and got me, you can look my um one landlord is worth is the tape number that's my landlord i just texted him fucking five minutes of saying, i'll be home at 15 20 to a half hours to give you the rent i got 455 i owe you 400 i'll give you the 400 tonight no problem fucking i get arrested i tell the cops I'm like guys you have no fucking heart, man i'm not doing nothing wrong i got paid stuff for that four hundred fifty five. dollars oh okay no problem no problem don't worry about the money okay cool so the whole way to the precinct, uh, where they're gonna process me and shit. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. I ain't doing nothing wrong, this is fucking bullshit. The fucking guy in charge of the front passenger he turns around and goes, shut the fuck up.
1: I don't want this to get more
0: physical or worse than I had to for you. And you got one, you got one. they are not serious, you'll be out in the fucking morning. I knew something crazy was going on. They came up to me right away. They knew my full name, they knew my street name. They knew everything. It had to be this kid at least this male. It had to be hundred percent, right? And if not, I, I'm, I will never figure out who it is, unless I take it to trial and under and they have to come testify against you. Which is another thing. My lawyer says, which I think he might be lying to me. You take this to trial, you're you're, you're losing because they got you on video five times making hand to hand sales. I said, okay, fine. Uh, and I ask him, I'm like, listen, do you really think that these two CIs who are fucking Homeless street junkies are really going to take time out of the day to come down to court for a day and fucking testify against me. He's like, uh, I don't know, but you want to take that chance because if they do come, you're losing. I'm like, how am I losing? Well, they got you on video five times. I'm like, listen, how can they prove it's me? Can't we just say it's not me? He's like, it's clearly you. I'm like, yeah, but how can they prove that? You know what I mean? How can they say, yes, that guy in the video is 100% that guy. Unless you can see my tattoos or, or a scar that I have. You really can't prove that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can. But in court, I've seen crazier things get argued and thrown out. Uh, any fucking way. I'm rambling now, boy, ain't I? Well, hope you enjoy it. If you don't, just turn it off. No big deal. I enjoy doing this shit sometimes. So, anyway, I get uh, I get to the precinct. Now, I'm thinking I'll be out in the morning, right? Now, before they take me to the the holding cells, so the precinct... Uh, I look up, they give me my wallet back, they give me like some of my possessions back, except my belt and shoelaces, of course, you know how that is, I don't want you to kill yourself, um, and my, my wallet has everything in all my cards, all my IDs, but not the money, $455 cash, not the money, so, I'm like, the first thing I say is, uh, where's my money, bro? Oh, listen, man, you're going to Central Booking, it's kind of crazy in you're going to be in a holding cell between 20 and 80 guys, we just don't want you to get robbed, I said, officer, I don't need your help in that area. I can take care of myself. I've been in jail. I know people, ain't nobody gonna take my money. I guarantee you that. And if they do, so be it. I get beat, right? Cause I know that's what you guys are doing to me anyways. No, 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 We're looking out for you, my brother. I promise you guys, uh, I, I promise you. I will not, this is what's said to me by two different cops. Looked me in the eye and said this. I have not lied to you yet. And I will not lie to you at all during this, this questioning. And now we're talking to you. I said, okay, cool. So when will I get it back? Tomorrow when you get out of court. You go to the fucking one police plaza, you'll pick up a check. I'm like, a check, dude? I don't even got a bank account or nothing right now. He's like, no, 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 no. It's uh, on the top of it, it says, you know, from a uh, fucking uh, New York police department and shit. And uh, we have a deal with Chase. Every other bank is gonna accept it because they know that we're good for the money, right? I say, okay, fine. You're lying to me, but okay, fine. I'm not lying to you. I got no reason to to I haven't lied to you yet and I won't lie to you ever. No reason to, I will never lie to you. Okay, babe, what about my phone? Y'all get that back tomorrow, too. I'm like, y'all no is this lying, bro. The other thing liked to me about real quick was, hey, you wanna go to the hospital? Like, do you feel dope sick? Uh, Do you have any medical conditions that you're worried about going to jail without getting checked out? I say, yeah, man, take me to the fucking hospital because I know I've been arrested before. Always go to the hospital. Number one, it fucks the cops because they gotta stay with you the whole time. Yeah, they get paid for overtime usually, but they don't wanna fucking do that shit, sit in the fucking hospital. Uh, and as soon as I say, yeah, absolutely. They go, listen, man, that's gonna slow you up, man. It's gonna fucking, uh, it's, gonna, it's gonna add an extra two, three, four days onto this bullshit. I say, bro, I know you're fucking lying to me. Listen, I'm gonna do you two guys a favor because you guys been nice to me. Just tell me the truth for these two questions. Will I get my money back immediately or at all? And will I get my phone back immediately? Because I need my phone, absolutely 100%. I say, okay, you know what? I'm gonna do you guys a favor. Fuck the hospital. Bring me to central booking right now, right? Now, we're on my defensive booking, and these scumbag New York cops are fucking coaching me. They're like, listen, when you get there, a few things are gonna happen, they're gonna take a picture, they're gonna fingerprint you again, all this bullshit, take pictures, tattoos, everything. Um, but after that, you're gonna see a nurse or a doctor, right? They're gonna ask you a few questions. This is how you're gonna answer them exactly. Do you, f- everything's no. If you do feel suicidal not no, everything, no, 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 no. Do you feel like you wanna get checked out? Do you feel like you wanna go to the hospital? If you say yes, you do feel like you wanna go to the hospital, I was about to say, you know what? I do feel like going to the hospital. With these fucking cops are playing games and they're trying to mindwash me so that they don't have to do extra fucking work tonight. But instead, you know what? I fucking followed the instructions. I want to get this over with. I, you know, and the funny part is, if they you do make them take you to the hospital, as soon as you get back to Central Booking, you go straight to the top of the list, regardless of your charge. So your first is getting a jump. It might even speed up the process, right? Because I was in Central Booking for 106 hours before I saw a jump that's fun right kicking heroin for that long and a freezing cold fucking uh, holding cell with 50 60 70 other guys um yeah good time you're only supposed to legally hold you for 24 hours in new york they added to 72 hours but right on the sign right in Center brooklyn on all the on all the holding cells it says, if you don't see a judge within 24 to 36 hours uh we have to release you and your charges will be dropped 116 hours later i see a judge right totally illegal but how do i prove this shit how, you know what i'm saying it's my word versus theirs i'm gonna lose every time these motherfuckers made me oh these motherfuckers bro so um yeah uh that's how i wound up to right. because i'm gonna go to oh yeah so we're in the precinct and i'm still thinking of getting charged with these fucking super warrants i'll be out in the morning right even after i found out oh by the way we're gonna uh we know about this we know about this we know about this we're charging with five times the third degree uh Control substance uh, criminal activity sales and a bunch of other shit this was actually one of my smallest charges and uh i'm like what what are you talking about i'm like i've never sold a bag to open my life and the officer goes the detective goes to me uh well not in about six seven months or so right i say regardless if that's what you think why the fuck am i sitting here now and why have you been charged for this now Oh, we got you on know, video five times, so. But why didn't you arrest me on the second, third, fourth, or fifth time? Like, what are you talking about? The whole shit doesn't make any sense. At the end of the day, all they wanted was my connect. Because my connect, they saw how much I was moving by myself. My connect had another 15, 20 of me every single day doing the same thing. All over the, all the boroughs. Harlem, Brooklyn, everywhere. Everywhere you can imagine. This guy was picking up fucking $700 every fucking half hour, an hour, all day long, every day. Right? Insanity. Um, he's he's locked up now so don't worry about that he, he's never getting out either he's he just got out for uh he was on parole for killing two people two catching two bodies did 19 and a half years got out this is how bad it was i had to bring him my paperwork that says right on it suspect did not give any information not unlock his phone nothing so i showed him that he was like all right we good baby um i'm not snitching on anybody especially that motherfucker but so I finally find out I'm being charged with sales. Next thing I know, they're taking me to court. In quotes. I didn't. Even, I thought I was gonna see like the judge that night. No, dude. Central book booking, 118 hours. Lots of fucking fun, man. Freezing cold. It couldn't have been more than 50, 55 degrees in there. Had a t-shirt and shorts on. It was early September, nice and warm. And they kill you with the fucking AC. It's either super hot or super cold. It was so cold. I mean, it was really brutal. Um so I'm there, blah blah and I start reading my paperwork, and I'm like, holy shit, I got charged with a felony again, uh, or that was my first felony, actually. And I'm like, geez, that's not good. There was like some big misdemeanor, man, I didn't know. Like, I've been arrested for selling weed, and it was a misdemeanor. Oh my God, you guys, I was so scared at this point now. So, and now, I wish I would've read this when I was in their presence, but they keep the lights off so you can't. They know what they're doing. If I would've read this, when I was with the cops, I didn't start reading until I was in the holding cell. It said right on it, it said, uh, holding in evidence, one black Jansport uh, book bag, uh, contents of the bag, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, and then the next page says, holding for evidence, $455 cash, holding for evidence, iPhone 7, model, blah, 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 blah. blah. Uh, suspect did not give code to unlock. And I still don't have that phone back. I got arrested on September 4th last year. Uh, It is way past September 4th, it's been more than a year, still don't have the iPhone 7, you can't get it until the whole case is completely over. Jesus Christ, you guys, this is so unfair. So, yeah, now they're trying to get out the next day, yeah, okay, I'll get out the next day, get my stuff. I didn't get out until three and a half weeks later, and I would still be sitting in there possibly, or at least another six months after that, but luckily, it was my first real charge, my mom bailed me out, my bail started at 25 grand, then 15 grand got dropped down to 5000 15%, that's $808. My mom put $808 up because two people called her. My cousin called her, who her boyfriend and her have been in Rikers. They were like, listen, my attitude for John was let him sit in there. Just let him sit in there, fuck it. But then I heard where he was, get him out if you can. My lawyer then called my mother and said, listen, John didn't speak to me or anything. My personal opinion, Linda, my mom's name, is if you have the means
1: Get him out of there.
0: It's not a nice place, especially for a white boy junkie that's going to do heroin drugs. I, I recommend getting him out of there. So I hadn't called my mom at all, I was so embarrassed. I called her right before I saw the judge. She said basically, fuck you, sitting there, sorry. You're selling heroin, deal with it. I was like, mom, I haven't sold heroin in six months. Uh, and it was just, uh, blah, 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 I don't care, click, okay? So I'm in records now for a week and a half, almost two weeks. Uh, I call her on a Sunday. It was just football season call on Sunday. The only reason I could even make it call, this is the funny part, too. Only reason I was able to make it call, I used the blood because They run the, the whole dorm. Uh, and uh, I got a $50 bag, which cost like $8 on the street, of heroin. So I was sick and I wanted to go. He gave me $50 a bag on credit. He says, yo, listen, if you don't pay this, we're going to have a major problem. You know that? I'm like my brother. Uh, this is not my first rodeo in jail. I've been here many times, bro. I know how this shit works. I'm the last person you have to worry about. I was like, my dude, why do you think I'm in here, bro? I still dope big time. I get money, baby. I got money out there. And my mom or my sister will send it to you tomorrow morning, right? Gives me the bag. Uh, I get on the phone. My mom, he, Bro, this motherfucker wakes me up on Sunday morning. Uh, or no, whatever the fuck. Yeah, Sunday morning at 3 o'clock in the morning. He's like, yo, get on that fucking phone and start, start making calls. I'm like, my brother, listen. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. My mom or my sister are not up. They get up at seven o'clock, eight o'clock for work. Do me a solid. Give me the eight o'clock, my brother. You got nothing to worry about, I promise you. He's like, all right, bro. I'm gonna give you the eight o'clock. Come, 7.30, is waking me up again. I'm like, dude, this is the first time I've slept since I'm here, my dude. like, please, I got you. He's like, no, but let's make a move right now. So I go over there. I get on the phone, Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, uh, I call my mom. First words out of her mouth are, listen, man, I don't know, I, I bailed you out, okay? I was like, what? Thank you so much. It's like, I bailed you out on Thursday morning at 8.30, though. It's now Sunday at 5 p.m. Why the fuck are you still in there? I don't know. So ever since then, now, you know, I settled in, man. I was ready to sit there for six to eight, nine, ten months. Who gives a fuck? You know, you settle in. You jail. You start jailing, it, it's called. I jail in rehab, too. It makes it easier. But I was settling in, getting extra blankets and shit from the people that are leaving, making good relationships with some of the bigger guys in there and uh, so i call her and after she says that i go i go listen i'll figure it out i'll fucking annoy these people try to look in the computer and see what's going on uh long story short with the bail she bailed me out on thursday morning i didn't get out until tuesday morning and the only reason i got out tuesday morning was because they had court that morning by the way going to court they wake up at three o'clock in the morning Then make you go sit in holding cells from three till eight then you jump on a bus Go from Rikers to Central Brooklyn, which is down to Manhattan. It's fucking absolutely brutal. Then you get to the Holding Cells of Court and you sit there more hours. Luckily, my fucking uh lawyer was there at nine o'clock. I go to court first without anybody. Uh I walk in with the cuffs on, they uncuff me right away. I'm like, good, the bail went through. Judge says you've been bailed out. Uh your next court date is this, boom, boom, boom. Uh, and your recommendation is one a year and forfeiture of $455. I'm like, forfeiture of $455? I tell my lawyer say something about and 455 they said that they were going to give that shit back also what's up with my phone he's like listen man you're not getting that 455 back i don't feel like fighting i'm like yo lawyer guy i have the pay stubs for every time of that and it was for my rent and i had text messages proof that i was going to go pay that for my fucking rent how can you take that they know it's not drug money and they know i wasn't selling dope at this point guys they fucking arrest me the first time on the way to the precinct they go yeah, we want all your overseas bank accounts numbers and offshore bank account numbers, too. Like, bro, who the fuck did you guys think you just arrested? Oh, my God. As long as sure they want they wanted the big guy. But anyway, I uh, kind of lost my train of thought there. Um, fuck it, man. Drugs are bad. Especially hardcore drugs. It will... I've never seen anybody uh, do heroin and become addicted to heroin or even crack or crystal meth and, and life got better. Never. So... I'm trying to live my second life now at this point, and uh, the podcast is part of it. Comedy is part of it. Working hard is part of it, and developing new friendships and relationships, even if it comes through the podcast, is a lot of it. Uh, so, a little update on this case right now, and I'm gonna stop. I had a lot more to say, but it's already an hour and a half now. This fucking part, crazy. This is the, gonna be the longest lock, Life podcast of ever. Um, fucking, what went on in that case? So, I get out. Uh, I got, I got arrested and. On September fourth, I got to Rikers by about September eighth. Takes a long fucking time. Um, and now, to be honest with you guys, now at this point, I was fully the heroin at this point. Uh, now I'm already set six days, I believe. You know, through with y'all. You, you know, I'm almost done. I'm even starting to feel better already. I went through the worst part. I'm starting to feel a little bit better. I'm not sleeping at all. But I'm still starting to feel a little bit better. You know, uh, but over there um, in that place. Excuse me. Uh, over there in uh, in Rikers they fucking give they give you uh, they give you methadone as well as Librium for alcohol withdrawal, which I said I had and so they gave me benzos, a small benzo like Librium. Um, and they give you me methadone. But by the time they give you the fucking methadone, uh, you've already gone through the worst part of the withdrawal. It's like you're almost done. So you take the you take the methadone It's so stupid, you just you know, creating the whole habit all over again. You just wasted all that pain and suffering. But at the same time, you're still feeling like shit, and you're not going to turn that down. Nobody is. You know what I'm saying? Nobody is. Uh, they start you off with only 30 milligrams. So if you know anything about methyl, it's very light. Then they bump you up two milligrams, uh, uh, tw- uh, 10 milligrams every two days until you get to 60 or 80, depending on who you are. Unless you have an outside uh, uh, clinic you go to already. Then they'll give you that dose right away.
1: But anyway, I
0: can't tell you guys. like If you ask any junkie how much... 20 milligrams of methanol or 30 milligrams of certain they'll fucking laugh at you they're like that's absolutely nothing let them go eight uh seven about seven and a half almost eight days with absolutely nothing go through the entire thing they'll be feeling like shit though not perfect take that first 20, uh 30 milligrams oh my god fucking i was up all night talking 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 to the to, nobody I, I was talking to the fucking COs, the fucking guards Uh, 8.30 in the morning hits, uh, no, I'm sorry, 5 o'clock in the morning hits, breakfast is served at that time, I eat my breakfast for the first night, I could not, I had no appetite until I was in the methadone, passed out, had the best sleep of my fucking life to this day. Uh, fucking, so yeah, they get you hooked back on at the worst time. they know you're not gonna say no. Uh, funny part is, you get out and you can't get, you can't get accepted into a clinic anyway, so what are you gonna do? You're gonna use it when you get out, it's terrible, it's a terrible system. Uh, at least I got locked up in New York and not New Jersey. New Jersey, A, now you can't even get bailed out, especially if you have uh, uh, any kind of failure to appears or anything, you're staying there until your case is over. Uh, thank God I got arrested in Manhattan because Rikers does have a methadone program since like the mid-80s. Uh, they take it seriously and they also take uh, the Xanax and Benzo all seriously as well as the alcohol. They'll give you Librium and phenobarbital, So they're actually pretty good with that. Everything takes forever, but whatever. And it's so funny to see because I was in a dorm with 80 guys, you know, and fucking uh, it's hilarious to see like, you know, one day it was <laughs> last story and I'm fucking out of here. And I, if I forgot anything, I'm going to re-listen to it and I'm going to fill it in a little bit. But uh, it was so funny. One day, the uh, the entire prison, 12,000 prison prisoners or inmates, whatever you want to call them, uh, in uh, 19 different buildings, totally locked down. Because Monday, fucking CO gets slashed across the face. Has to go to the hospital, almost died. Next day, fucking this guy was begging to get out of the cell. He was so sick. They opened the cell. 30 gang members run out and bummer us all the COs. Uh, They get about 35 COs, 35, 40 COs injured. Seriously. Locked down again another three days. And then something crazy happened where we, we were locked down literally for... Fucking 20 days in a row. If you've been in jail, you know how much that sucks. You can't get out of your room, uh your your cell or your dorm, and or in the dorms and open up the day room where the TV is and shit, where you get hot water for soup. You're basically locked down and you can't do shit. So um that sucks. And I don't know why I brought that part up. Let me think for one quick second. Why did I bring up the fact that we're on lockdown? I had a point, I had a point, I had a point. Oh, yeah. So one of the days on lockdown. Uh, everything was all fucked up, and uh, it was, we usually got a methadone at like 10.30 in the morning, between 10.30 and noon, usually, preferably, um, and fucking, this one day, it's now fucking uh, like 8 o'clock in the, at night, and people starting to itch now, people starting to get pissed, we're banging on the bubble, tell us info, tell us info, dude, midnight now, midnight it is, fucking, we got our last dose over 36 hours, ago, we're all getting sick, or aggravated whatever the fuck right (laughs) so now the guards are fucking with us nah they ain't coming they ain't coming like we all know they have to come legally they have to come at some point these motherfuckers don't get there two o'clock you had to see these people jump up from their fucking bunks and run to go there as soon as you hear the word detox right they did that like four times when they weren't really there yet all these guys are fucking pieces of shit you guys anyway 245 we get the real call they're here uh, and everybody was fucking miserable it was so loud in there lights were on and we go down there to take the methadone doses we come back upstairs within 15 minutes the lights are off everybody's just straight chilling completely different it's so fucking funny Rikers is the same I was scared there a little bit got into two fights um but it turned out alright give me a say I gotta give you 50 cents right I give you 4 or 3 4 um, and then, uh, sorry, I am just paid for the bus. Hey, let's make this more realistic, this podcast. And then, uh, yeah, the whole fucking dorm changed. It got way more chill. Uh, and, oh, back to the last thing. Uh, I called my mom that day for the $50. I was like, come listen, I made a stupid move. I almost said I bought a bag of heroin, but I knew she wouldn't send the money if I said that. I said, oh, But she might have because she knows the danger of jail. She knows about jail. Um, and fucking, uh, uh, I'm getting a little bit distracted. Sorry. Here you go. Can I stay up five, two minutes? Okay, cool. And fucking, uh, so I called my mom and I'm like, listen, I made a big mistake, mom. I can't eat this food in here, which I legitimately couldn't. If you could, props off to you because it's so bad. It's inedible. It's not for human consumption, literally. Uh, and uh fucking, uh, whatchamacallit. So I, I told my mom real quick on the phone, i like, I <clears throat> made a big mistake. Listen, I, I told this guy I would send a $50 Western Union if he gave me a bunch of soups and like uh he gave me a bunch of food for the week so now I can eat fine I'm not starving he's alright that's not stupid why is that stupid I said well, oh, nice I got it uh, so see Western Union is the the, her, the guy's uh girl on the outside the money immediately he calls her they have it already uh, so now I know I'm a good grace with him because he's letting me use his phone now he said listen anytime you want to use the phone let me know you're first online and then I said to him, let me try to take advantage of this guy now I said listen bro, uh I know listen, I know you guys are getting rich off these shit and, and I don't mind. Do your thing, brother. But I mean, realistically, I told you what I was gonna do and I got it done immediately. Fifty dollars there. Uh that's like forty two profit, right? Uh and I'm not I'm not to do what you gotta do. All I'm asking for my brother is please give me like ten to fifteen soup, which I like the ramen noodles, you know, they it's huge in jail. Uh, and give me some commentary, give me shit, give me the, Give me shit to last my time here, how long are you gonna be here? I don't know, probably 7 or 10 days I got court, I'll probably be back after court though, uh, on that same phone, on the next phone call I called my mom, 10 minutes later I said, okay, thanks for doing that, mom. I love you, um, she goes, oh, I bailed you out, she told me about the bail then, right, and, and me like an idiot, I turn around immediately and I go, oh my god, I'm getting bailed out, you guys, like, I got bailed out but it didn't take time, whatever, they're like, oh, good for you, good for you, good for you that fucking guy uh the blood that i that i paid for the dope uh comes right up to me he goes yo are you fucking insane bro you fucking took something on credit and fucking knew you were getting bailed out i'm like my brother you think i'm that stupid you see how i move man i've been in jail in and out of jail my whole life brother you know i get money brother please i would not do that to you bro i already got it to you i just found out i was getting bailed out right now he's like motherfucker i'm gonna check this guy has so many connections he found out uh, that I was bailed on a Friday. He's like, you knew, motherfucker. I'm like, bro, this is the first time I spoke to my mom. The only reason I followed is for you guys. I had no clue, bro. No clue. And I promise you this much. I know you probably wouldn't have let me left to go to court when I had it on Tuesday cards and get bailed out or to court whichever came first. But I give you my fucking word. If that did happen, your fucking $50 still would have been there when I got on the outside. I don't play games with people's money, my I do. Especially people as serious as you. And he was like, I appreciate that, da-da-da. And we were good from there on. I was watching the NFL games with them, sitting right up front with them. Uh, they were blessing me the whole time. It turned Rikers turned out to be a great time. Also, the first two days where I wasn't good right away, I knew Alliance King in there uh from Center Booking from my hometown. And uh he was the bed right next to me. So he took care of me as well. Uh, it wasn't bad, man. Smoking cigarettes and bad drugs in there, K2, cigarettes, weed, all that's in there. Uh it's crazy. There's more drugs and better drugs than Rikers than on the streets of Manhattan. Which is the same. And uh yeah, that's my jail story and drug story. So uh long story short, drugs have done a lot of bad for me. But that's also on the on the flip side, my addiction um has helped me in a lot of areas too. Now I just have to learn how to uh get addicted to something positive. Uh that's positive mentally, physically for my life, financially, all that. If I can find something I love which honestly podcasting and talking and radio type of shit I'm falling in love with big time I think it's something I love to do and they always say find something you love to do and make that a way to get money find a way to make money off of it and do that So that's what I'm trying to do I'm not made for a nine-to-five job at all I can't do it I've done it it's not for me I hate it so much so I got to find out a way to uh, if I can't support myself doing comedy and podcasting I'm not immediately anyway I got to find some kind of decent old day job that still affords me the time to uh, do it. I got to do podcast-wise and comedy-wise at night time. So uh, that's it, man. I'm trying to make big moves in my life. I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to do the right thing. And I know what I have to do. Now I just have to do it. If you guys ever want to talk and need help, if you're struggling with drugs or addictions of anything, hit me up. I know what I'm talking about. I can't help you. Hit up an NA meeting. Uh, if you've never been to one, uh find somebody that's going to one and fucking go with them if not just go it's not crazy you can just sit there and listen it's going to be weird the first fucking 100 times you go no it's going to be weird the first few times but uh you know there's people in there that care and there's people in there that are good people that will take a complete stranger but because you're a drug addict just like them you're just like them they will do a lot for you i've seen cars bought for people i've seen uh rent paid for fucking six years six months six years Uh, for people um, as long as you do the right thing you meet the good people and and they hang on to them they really do care about you and they love you and they want nothing in return Uh, if you have anything else a gambling addiction which if you do please do not gamble please don't listen to my podcast Uh, listen but don't bet guys I'm telling you if you you feel like you have a gambling problem or you're losing too much you bet over your head either hit me up and let me teach you how to do it properly uh and and chill chill gambling addiction is crazy alcohol and drug addiction is crazy all this shits the same sex addiction is the same and i have everything i get addicted to everything that's good i was addicted to sex for like four years but i fucking kind of got over that because heroin really, really 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 destroys your sex charge big time but uh i did get addicted to that for a while porn for a while especially when i was younger uh, you know, I've been addicted to it all, name it I've probably been addicted to it, if not I probably will be uh, but that gaming shit I don't know man, I, I went off big time tonight um, I love you guys, if you made it this far thank you so much, if you have any questions, comments or feedback, please DM me uh, please, please I'm begging you guys, I know I have at least 100 loyal listeners who listen daily and I know I have at least another 150 to 200 who listen on and off here and there um if you listen at all uh please 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 send in a voice message to the show this is a 60 second voice message you can say whatever you want i'm gonna play it 100 percent. if you send me a voice message and it's a jerky one and it's coming at me i'm even gonna play those Just make it entertaining i don't give a fuck make a joke make fun of me make fun of the podcast make fun of anything and i will play it on the podcast and listen, guys, this podcast is going to start getting more branched out. It's not going to be long-ass stories like this every time, uh, but I have so much to talk about. I have so I actually told the comedian tonight uh, I'm going to start doing more uh, of those stories but also adding more humor into them because uh, one of them turned into a, a six-minute comedy bit that I used tonight that worked out pretty well. Uh, so it helps me. If it helps you, if you enjoy it, uh, that's great. If you're an addict, reach out to me not an addict and you appreciate what i'm doing please reach out to me if you hate what i'm doing and have better uh recommendations let me know that too i love taking positive and negative feedback because if i don't know what you guys are enjoying on the show uh, i can't continue to do it and if i don't know what you're looking what you don't like on the show i'll never be able to get rid of it or change it you know what i'm saying so uh yeah to be honest my feelings will not be hurt especially if you send in a hundred dollars donations to the show you can say whatever the fuck you want um, and yeah, I actually made a new one. So, Saturday and Sunday, there will be $25 lots and lots of plays in the day. Two, well, one of them for each day. Uh, I'm considering, listen, man, if anybody donates $100 or more between now and the time I record the pick parts of this podcast for both days, I will give out both of them Saturday and Sunday completely for free. Okay? Uh, if you guys want to get together and like four, of you want to do $25 each, do that. Uh, if you're interested in doing that and can't find three other people, DM me and I'll hook you up with anybody I know about. Um, and because I, I, listen, guys, all three of those picks, especially the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, picks, could have been a Lock picks of the day. Um, big time. But uh, yeah, I just felt bad. I want, like, literally, I got a message. Uh, I don't want to say from who uh from uh right before i released the positive right before i started recording sorry and he said to me he's like listen i'm a small time better uh, i don't have a lot of money but uh i only listen to your picks and take your picks and i appreciate it and i don't want to leave that guy out in a lot of the day he listens daily religiously i love that i appreciate that and i just feel terrible uh leaving him out man so uh if anybody wants to donate an extra 25 for this guy um, I'll even hook you guys up and he can say thank you to it. I know he'll be more than appreciative. Uh, the other thing is, there's $25 for each of them. If you wanna go ahead and uh, get both of them for a discount, go ahead and send $40. Um, I'm gonna have to say this again tomorrow. It's just way too late. Nobody's gonna hear this. Send $40 in uh, by Saturday, by two o'clock in the afternoon, and I'll send you both of them for $40. If not, that's 25 each. Um, or, you can always, three people have done this so far, send in a uh, one-time $100 or more donation to my Cash App, and you will receive every lot picture of the day forever for the remainder of the podcast forever. All right, I'm going to cut this off, guys. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the lot picture of the day and how they're going to work. It's next to, uh, in the picks portion of this, uh, if you made it through this last hour and 45, 48 minutes, I listen to the entire thing. I know it got a little bit uh, sidetracked, a little bit boring uh, through some parts of it, but listen, man, this is a long one. I was walking the entire time, and uh, you get distracted sometimes. I love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Hit me up on Twitter, and I'm begging you guys to start sending in more voice messages. The only one who ever did it was Charlie, my man Charlie. Not only does he make a monthly contribution to the show, not only does he send in the only voice messages, not only does he always retweet all my shit on Twitter and like everything and all that good stuff. Uh, but uh, he might be the number one lawyer listener. I got about 15, 20 of you guys that I really love. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm crazy. And I still have so much more to say. 49 minutes plus the one hour. One hour and 44 minutes. 49 minutes. Not bad, right? All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for anybody who supports, uh, supports the uh, podcast financially. Uh, thanks to anybody who DMs. me. Thank you. Thanks to anybody who sends me $5 to $50 tips. Thanks to the four people who send $100 donations. Thanks to the one guy who sent a $250 donation. Not only is he receiving every lock of last of the day uh, for the rest of his life, uh, but he's also going to get uh, first dibs on the best t-shirts and best shit I have coming in. He's also getting all that for free. Um, he's also getting, uh, he's invited to be a guest if he'd like on the podcast for that. Uh, and uh, if you ever come to New York City, I offer to take him out to a nice steak dinner. So listen, man, you take care of the podcast, especially big time like that, you guys, and I will take care of you. It'll be worth it, uh, and it'll be worth it for more than fucking three locky lock picks in a day. I will take care of you. You have no idea how good of a heart I have, and how much a two hundred fifty to fucking one thousand dollar donation would mean to me and the podcast, literally. One $1,000 pot. If you can get four guys to do $250 each, I'll count that as one $1,000 that each of you gave me 1000 okay? Also, I have a company that agreed to if you ever get a single, I can't do it with the four or 250 but one single $1,000 or more donation to the podcast, they will match that for me as well as put another $1,000 uh, to a charity of my choice. So, listen, man, there's a lot of good that can be done here. This podcast is expensive. Uh, My next payment uh, is not due until fucking, uh, what is it? The 1st of April, 2020. Uh, And that is a $1,500 payment. Uh, I'm going unlimited. And then I have one more $500. It's going to be costing me about two grand and a little bit more for extra shit uh, next year. So so I have to pay that. Uh, I'd love to have that by, uh, by December. So if you can help out. I fucking appreciate it. I love you guys. If you can't, that's cool too. Uh, but yeah. I'm just getting on the bus now, so, uh, don't want to be creepy and fucking talk out loud on the bus like some people like to do. So rude. So, uh, I'm going to end it here. Uh, yeah, hit me up. And the
1: voice messages are important and the tips and donations are important. So, I'm going to wrap it up here, do the pick portion now, and, uh. I'll talk a little bit more of the rock a pick uh, how they're gonna work Saturday or
0: Sunday. Uh, now, love you guys, you're the best!